welcome to the Garbage Cast, aka MFKS Radio, on the airwaves dial at 487.52. Your pod is hosted by Kelsey and Megan, who are so ready for spring break. The Garbage Fire Pod is all about being passionate to the point that you're diving in the dumpster for the things that you love. Because yes. memorizing stuff one year later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been. Our, like, Twitter anniversary is, like, a year. Mm-hmm. Which was, like, last week, was it a year or something like yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. Earlier this week. Yeah. So, happy anniversary to us. That's weird. And you. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so it's Sunday afternoon. Mm-hmm. We're, we're live streaming this. So we are. Just for a little bit. You can watch a little bit of it on our Instagram later, I suppose. Um, I don't know why you don't want to. It's just my face. It's just Kelsey, because I won't let her put the camera on me. It's my ridiculous facial I'll, expression. I'll throw her phone on into the snow if she does. <laughs> Um, we're watching basketball, so we might get a little distracted. I don't know. It's possible. Um. I don't care about college basketball. I don't care because I have a bracket that's pretty much exploded. I didn't pick Virginia to to win the national championship, so I feel better than some people in my pool. Excellent. (laughs) Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, uh, what do we have to talk about today? I don't know. I have no plans. You had a big weekend. At school. I did. Involved um, a lot of craziness. Yeah. I was at school sort of back and forth from 7 a.m., went home at 8 p.m., slept for three hours, went back to school at 11, and then was there till 2.30 that's in the lot. morning. Yeah. That's, that's a lot. You didn't stay for the, you didn't stay for the reveal? No, well, because it happens at 8 in the morning. Okay. And I do not function well on, on low sleep. So I went home, and I was going to set an alarm for 7 a.m. to wake up to, like, shower and stuff to go to the school for the yeah reveal. And then, like, when I went home, I was I have these moments where I'm, I can check in with myself and be like, you you need to be a little bit less emotionally attached to your students right now. Uh, yeah, like, like that. <laughs> Yeah, and it's a very high emotion, high energy day. So I was like, you know what? <laughs> you know what, Kelsey? Let's <laughs> take for this you. moment to check in. And I purposely didn't set an alarm. I was just like, oh, mm-hmm. and I woke up at like nine and I sent um, a reminder because I told them I wasn't going to be there. So I was like, can anybody give me the heads up? What was the total? Yeah. And like eight kids responded like right away. Yeah. It's like, thank you. So, remind angels. Here, here's a question Were you required? to be part of this well from eight to four it's a still a work day yes but yes. after school no it's like, it's highly encouraged yes but like could you, you have part. oh i don't know chosen to not stay after school and gone home and then gone back like at 11 oh yeah some people did okay just i was there so late because traditionally my department volunteers to do the dinner Ah, uh, okay so and I did not know that that takes away a big chunk of our responsibilities because like right so many people didn't do a lot of stuff during the day right do they bike all day 24 hours straight okay mm-hmm. cool mm-hmm. we have one sometime in april i think and i think what do you guys raise money for uh this year it was the earth group and the world food program oh cool um we have one i think it's in april i don't actually know because i don't pay attention to some of these things that i'm not involved in um, I think money 
Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a nice local one to be. Part yeah, of. and I think last year we raised enough money to pay for like two wishes. Oh shit, that's a lot. Yeah, no, it's not a lot. For we, your school, we it raised is, less money than you counted. Me personally? Yes. Oh yeah, I personally counted about twenty three thousand dollars. That's a lot of money. Yeah. Um. And uh, I was making fun of your school on your Instagram story with that big billboard. Yeah, well, it was a giant TV screen. Yeah, and I was just the like, largest one in North America. It's it's quite like it's a he- <sighs> Instagram people are really getting a, <laughs> a look at how my facial expressions yeah. are during the fuck. <laughs> it's it's tough to like comprehend just how intense my school does this event yeah it's like the fifth year of of doing it at at that level there's Mm -hmm. 1300 kids that participate Mm -hmm. like it's this like mass participation mass Mm -hmm. impact is the you know attempt that they try to do there but it's just like it's nuts Mm -hmm. is there i've always often wondered this is there a sense of like if you don't participate is there judgment on that no. But do any kids not participate? Yeah. Oh, okay. A ton. Because, like, I'm all... Some of them choose because some of them don't, like, or don't have a team to be a part of. So they choose to be part of the volunteers. Okay. And there's, like, a hundred volunteers. So they find a way. Yeah. To be a part. And there were students who I didn't expect at all to be on teams. And they were in there. <coughs> and they had raised a lot of money. So. Because I heard from a friend who works at another school who just did the same kind of event at her school, like, last weekend, mm-hmm. that there's, like, a, there's, like, a minimum, like, and, it, like, there's different, like, there's kids biking in the gym, but then there's elsewhere, mm-hmm. and, like, you can't even get into the gym if you don't have, like, a certain dollar Yeah, well, amount. just because there's so, like, space is so difficult, mm-hmm. so that's how they do it as, like, a little bit as an incentive to try to like raise as much as you can yeah because i have a feeling that if there weren't you know these kind of like additional things that go along with it people would just raise the minimum so they don't have to go to school that day right and that would be it but obviously what they're trying to do is fulfill this sense of um um what's the word i'm looking for philanthropy and yeah and competition too so that and then like Oh, this is like a thing that I always wonder like and I, I don't know sort of what the what the verbiage is on the the organization of it you know for your students or whatever or for the staff but like I've often felt that stuff like that at schools when there's like this almost an obligation to participate mm. I wonder how like genuine like do you know what I mean like are, are the kids raising the money because they're like wanting to contribute or because they really do want to miss a day of school and like you know. Oh, well, I think part of... And that's not just your school. That's just, like, any schools that do these kind of, like, big, day-long... Yeah, I think part of the way to get kids to care more is to have them involved with the selection of the charity that they're going to do. Yeah. And that's what the leadership classes do. They... A whole bunch of people apply... They review them. They talk to the people as part of the things. Then it goes out to the school to vote on. Okay. And they have events where the people come in and, and speak to the school to tell them, like, what they're contributing. And it's, I think that's what's make it a little bit more meaningful mm-hmm. than just, you know, we're raising money for X. 
Because, yeah, we do this thing at Christmas time where we do this, like, hamper. And we put together these hampers. And, like, I get it. And I understand, like, why it's important. And I don't want to, like, make it sound like I don't, like, participating in things like that. But it's, it's like, sort of this expectation that every class does yep. it. And I was like, yeah, but some of our kids, like, literally go to the food bank themselves. Mm-hmm. And we don't know that. We I just know that that's got to be the case at our oh, school. Oh, and guaranteed that happens at my school, too. Um, And, and yet we're expecting... You know, and I like I often feel that's sort of like a, a weird thing. Mm-hmm. You know, because like if kids can't participate, they're it's not that they're shamed because of it, but there's this sort of like, oh, you didn't bring anything, I see. Mm. Okay, make sure you sign up, and it's like, there's this like pressure. Yeah, and I always feel like that's a little bit maybe misguided. That sometimes like we have to consider, you know, the whole thing with that. Um, but no, I I enjoyed your Instagram. It made me laugh. <laughs> it <laughs> I, did? Yeah, I thought your Instagram stories were oh. funny from it. It was good. Um, and then spring break is next week. you have any big plans? I'm going to Whistler nice. for five days. And then my sister is coming up to stay with me for the other five days. Nice. That's not bad at all. Yeah. That's pretty good. And I'm, Obi's coming too. I'm doing a lot of nothing. Love it. It's going to be great. I'm really excited. I have to take, I have to like do a lot of planning. <laughs> Over for spring break. Yeah. Because, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've got, like, till Friday and then nothing. And I got marking. Um, yeah, I have a student teacher right now, and so she's, like, taking over all of my classes after spring break, so I got, like, a month of not teaching. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Become nice. Well, I'm that will be nice. That. Are you going to end your live stream? Or are there um, some people watching? There's some people watching. Why? I don't know. <laughs> it's just Amanda right now. Oh. Some people checked in. Hi Amanda. Hi Amanda. Um, so I bought tickets to go see. I was um, just gonna bring this up because I have a bone to pick with Amanda and Megan. What the hell, you guys? Why? <laughs> what about Kelsey? <laughs> um, that's where I'm gonna end the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so I bought. Yeah, my, my friend Jill and I. We decided like when the the NHL announced that the Oilers and the Devils were gonna play each other in Sweden. Because it's like, <coughs> excuse me, to open the season, that we would go, and um, it was originally. Correct me if I'm wrong. It, they originally said both games, right? Like that they were gonna have like a two game series in Sweden plus. Yeah, I think they. But it's been changed. Changed. Yeah, it. and I think I think what happened. I think the Oilers like balked at losing a home game. Mm. Out of it, I think, because it's technically it's a Devils g- a home game. Yeah, I thought it was gonna be. But it was supposed, it to, was be supposed to be both of their games. Yeah, and, and somebody made it, because I remember people making the joke about how that was going to happen, um, and that was, like, the NHL sort of, like, saying to the Oilers after this garbage season, that's okay, you don't have to host Taylor Hall back in your city, sort of like a, and I remember people joking about that. So we had decided... But also, they didn't have to put these two teams together yeah, overseas. Yeah, weird. Like, why are you forcing this narrative of Taylor Hall versus the Oilers to continue? Well, like, why? I can take off my awful. Extra, so. um, well, and I mean, because they're, they're playing a preseason game in Germany, in, in Cologne, where Drysdale's from, and they're playing one in Switzerland as well, where Nico Heischer's from. So, like, that's cool that mm-hmm. they get to, like, go home and play in front of their... But, I mean, yeah, they could have picked any team that had, like, Swedish players on it. Or Germany. Any I mean, team. Or the Oilers and another team with, like, a bunch of Swedish players to go play in Sweden. Like, I get it. Mm-hmm. So, I don't really understand that. But, originally... Are there Swiss dudes on the Devils? Nico. Or, I mean, Swedish. Uh, well, Adam Larson was. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't count. I don't know. That's a good question. 
Uh, but there's like, I there's like Adam so. Larson, Oscar Kluckbaum, and you know, if and probably Rasmus Dallin <laughs> once the others win the draft lottery again. So mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, but no, so we had originally talked about it because they had said it was going to be both games. I was like, oh, that means Taylor Hall's not coming to Edmonton, was sort of what I had said, and Jill's like, we should go. Um, and I was like, yeah, okay, because it That's we're... how you spell Jill's name? Yeah. With a G? Yeah. Jillian? I was like, who the fuck is Gil? Yeah, that's when Jill. you were texting me. Yeah. Yay, first F-bomb of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so we had decided, like, oh, well, Taylor Hall's not coming to Edmonton, because that's why we bought our mini packs this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and we bought, like, the mini pack with the Devil's Game in it. And so we were like, okay, well, let's go and, and check it out. And and it's the Thanksgiving long weekend, and it's right after, it's, like, the week right after this big, like, leadership conference. That's, oh, that's perfect timing for you. Oh, it's you. great timing. Because you'll just want to, like, burn yeah, the world so, down. Yeah, and she's, like, heavily involved in it as well from mm-hmm. her school, because she's, like, the department head of leadership at her school, who's, like, also helping to run this thing. So she's like, I'm going to need a holiday. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, for sure. So we'll probably have to take a couple days off work, like, you know, like, I think probably, I don't know, leave on the Wednesday night maybe. There's, like, a, a night flight out. Mm-hmm. And then take Thursday, Friday off, and then come back Monday, and Monday's a holiday. And there's a flight that comes back from um, from there at, like, 8 at night into Edmonton, which is perfect if you can just stay awake all night long, like, all day oh, long on the plane. Oh, that awful. No, I know, but if you can stay awake all day long on the plane, it's only a 12-hour travel from, like, the time the first plane takes off until the second only. one. Only. <laughs> Some of them are, like, 23 and 24 hours, so, like, it's only 12. Uh, so if you can do that and just stay awake for, like, 20 hours, which is not a hard thing to do if you really work at it, then just come home from the airport, go to bed, and then get up on Tuesday and go to work. Is like, probably the least, like, bad jet lag that you can manage. And then it's only a four-day week until the weekend again. So we're going, so we bought tickets for this. And then I find out that, no, actually, the Devils are coming to Edmonton because it's only one game, which is even dumber. Like, what a way, like, all the time and the money and the resources or whatever to do this, and now they're just playing one regular season game. Yeah. Like, it's stupid. I'm, I'm assuming the Oilers probably were like, no, we don't we don't like this because it, they would have lost out on revenue, I suppose, for that one game. And in my head, I'm like, well, if you put the ice, if you ice, like, a mediocre product like you iced this season. You could also make, like, special yeah. Sweden jerseys. Yeah. For over there to make fucking bank on. Of course. Because of course, of course, I know. Everyone buys your shit, even if it sucks. It's true. So anyway. As we know. As we know. <laughs> so yeah, so we're going to Sweden for a few days. In, uh, and Amanda's going as well. Yep. And Kelsey is uh, not coming, I guess. I don't know. Well, I because my dad is in Norway, I sent him an email that was like, Dad, come meet me in Sweden. Let's go watch the Devils. Not let's go watch the Oilers. Let's go watch the Devils. And he emailed me back and was like, maybe. It wasn't even like capital. It wasn't even a period. I was just like, oh, you don't want to do this. I thought it was funny when I was telling people at work because I did it at work um, the other day because, of course, you know wasn't teaching mm-hmm. um and i was saying that i was buying tickets to see the devil's play in sweden it was not oh yeah Oilers, no that's why you said did you watch the game last night and i was like <coughs> which one because <laughs> i don't know what one you're referring to oh i did not watch the Oilers. <laughs> i know it happened because twitter told me it happened and my score app told me that it happened Tw- yep same and the oilers did the thing that they needed to do and won mm-hmm. in regulation over the panthers which put the panthers five points back of the devil's and I was just like, you know, Goilers go. It might be the first time all season I've, Goilers! Un- I've Goilers. unironically said that. Love it. Uh, and then the Devils did the thing yesterday, and they're just ripping it up. Oh, I love it. 
out west. Boy couldn't get a point, though. That's okay. He's trying very hard. That's good. I could tell he was very angry yesterday. But he didn't, yeah. Oh. Yeah. He's working real hard. My dad said that they were playing like they're possessed, and I'm like, yeah, they kind of are. They're playing for their playoff lives. They are. And, and it's good. Like, secondary scoring is good. Oh, so great. Miles is great. Happy Nico succeeding. Yeah. I, I like... forget who got the first one. Coleman? Coleman, I think. Yeah. Maybe. Um, and their game before. Who I always forget is on the team. I'm like, oh yeah, there's Mike Coleman! <laughs> Forgot about you! There you um, go! I forget about, like, people that are on the Oilers, because I, like, don't watch them. And then yesterday, apparently, I guess Ty Riley got, like, the player of the game. I have no fucking... I was like, who is this I know, dude? and I saw... I was like, who is this potato wearing this, <laughs> this like, motorcycle helmet? And I was like, oh, that's Ty Riley. Okay. Like, it was just... Because I have no idea who these people are. Um, but, uh, their game before, the Devils game before, where they won 8-2, was great for a lot of reasons. Mm-hmm. One, because they beat Vegas 8-2, or 8-3, I guess. Um, and Oh, two, that was who they played. I was telling my dad, he was like, how are the Devils doing? I heard they were struggling, and I was like, Dad, let me tell you yeah. about how they won three in a row over West Coast teams. Yeah. And I forgot the, about Vegas. The, the Preds? Yeah, and, and Vegas, Vegas, and, and LA. Yeah, like, let's just keep it going. But, yeah. in that game where they scored eight goals, uh, our boy only had two points. Only. Only. <coughs> but. But that's great. That's good. Rest of the team. Yes. Step it the rest up. of them have stepped up. It's been, it's good. Um, I was talking to Alex from my website last night and he said, he's like, they're going to make it. He's like, and if they do, he's like, we'll probably end up playing the Bruins. He's like, I'll go. He's like, I'll cheer for Taylor Hall. I was like, of course you will. Cause he lives in Boston. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, I'll go to a game and cheer for Taylor Hall. I was like, good. He's going to need all of the cheering he can get. In that terrible, terrible town of Boston. (laughs) It's awful sports fans. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's... uh, If playoffs, playoffs, like, game over, man. Like... I don't know if I'm ready for it. No. Like, I... I I will cry. (laughs) (laughs) Like... I probably will, too. Absolutely. We're playing... We have this uh, this pool at work. We have, like, a regular hockey pool where you pick, you know, just pick your players or whatever out of the boxes. Um, One of the guys set up. But we set up this other one. At the beginning of the season, I think I've mentioned it before, um, Elliot Friedman was talking about it on Sportsnet, like him and his friends, or I guess on the Inch 31 Thoughts in his column, and he, him and his friends, when they were a lot younger, used to do this thing where um, you'd have like a draft and you'd just like pull teams out of a hat, and then whichever, oh, whichever team uh, won the Stanley Cup last season, whoever has that starts with the Stanley Cup, and then it just goes by like how many games you win, so like if, so last year Pittsburgh won, so the guy that had Pittsburgh, they won like five in a row to start the season, so he had the cup like five times. And then if you lose a game, then the cup goes to, like, the next person. Like, the, the What opponent. is the point of this? I it's just, care. at the end, so we, put, we all put in however much money. I think we put in 10 bucks, and we decided that half of it, half the money was going to go to whoever has the cup at the end of the oh, season. Okay. And the other half is going to go to the person whose team whose teams won the cup the most. So there's 10 of us in this pool, so we each have three teams. Nobody, Somebody had pulled Vegas, I remember, out of the hat, and was like, I don't want this expansion team, so put it back. Mm-hmm. Which, like... Oof. Yeah, like... Oof. I know, because it's landed on Vegas a couple times, and because no one has it, we had to wait until they lost the game to, like, pass the cup on. Mm. Um, but uh, Vegas had the cup when the Devils played Vegas, and I have the Devils, because I traded somebody for them. Um, and they Perfect. Were, like, I traded, I think, the Red Wings for the Devils. Anyway, and now I have the cup, and so hopefully I'll have it for a little while, which would be really great. That'd be <laughs> awesome. be really wonderful. Um... But yeah, I think the guy who, because the guy who ended up with Pittsburgh also has Tampa, so he's definitely going to win for, like, the most. Oh, for sure. For sure. Most wins, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but no, it's kind of fun, because you don't have to pay any attention, you don't really have to know, and, like, kind of once a month, we just go through and move the cup around. Mm. Uh, but I've been very, like, 
particular now. Now that it's mine, I like after that game, everything. I made sure I like put it into New Jersey, <laughs> and I was like, "Suck it." That's very funny. Yeah. So no, that's been kind of fun too, because then you sort of like, "Oh yeah, that's my team." Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been good. It's been uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, playoff felt great. Mm-hmm. I well, it's like I know it's monumental. I did the pregame today because the Oilers play in about half an hour. At which point I'm going to oh, turn, do they? turn the game on. Yeah, they're playing in Tampa. So I'll turn it on so I, like, watch Tampa. So things. that's a guaranteed... Probably. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I wrote the pregame, and I did a little bit of math. And for the Oilers to finish at 500, they have 11 games left, including today. For them to finish at 500, they have to go 7-3-1. and one. Well, they tend to get streaky. They've been known yeah. to be streaky. But, like... They have, I don't think they've put together a 7-3-1 and one run Team? all season. No. Um, and it sucks, know. man. It sucks. Because watching them do stuff on the ice, oh, God, it's just painful sometimes. I know. Apparently, Talbot, what happened yesterday? He, like, left the net? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't, I wasn't watching it because I, I was at I just saw, while. like, a screen cap of, like, Talbot way over there. Yeah. <laughs> Another oiler, and then the dude's, like, in the net. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I was I was watching, um, I was at work in the morning, and then I was at a meeting for this leadership conference that we're doing in the, the fall, in the afternoon, and so I was just, like, kind of watching on Twitter, and people were like, tell me, what are you doing? <laughs> and I didn't actually see until I saw the screenshot later, and I was like, oh, that's uh, some real AHL goalie moves. Well, there. I'm assuming that's a miscommunication. Oh, probably. Mm-hmm. Probably. But yeah, it's... Uh, I'm I'm struggling now with pregames to like come up with clever headlines, because like as far as I'm concerned, this season it's been such a wash since like November that like the fact that there's still more hockey is offensive to me on a personal level. Oh, it's agonizing. It really is. And so yeah, today I wrote down the home stretch or something like that because like now there's after today there's ten games left, mm-hmm. so I got to come up with ten more clever, clever headlines. Mm. Suggestions? Um, yeah, if Tweet you have us. suggestions, please send them my way, because oh my god. It's that point in the school year when I, where I am absolutely creatively <laughs> spent. Yeah, yeah. It's just, yeah. It's exhausting. Do you want to talk about that book that made you really angry? I would love to hear um, your... Okay. Because I would love to, because I've read it, so we talk about it. Sure. Um, so I'm reading this series, we've mentioned it before, it's by Greg Isles. I don't know what the series is called. I think it's just called the... I think it might be the Mississippi Children. I can't remember. I'll look it up. Whatever it is. But it starts with... What does it start with, Megan? It's kind of actually... It's a, like a four-book trilogy, which sounds really... Four? Cool. Well, yes, kind of. Because there's The Quiet Game, which you read. Yeah. And then there's Natchez oh, Burning. right. And, and then, then there's, there's the, bone tree, the Bone Tree. And then there's Mississippi Blood Bur- is the last oh, one. Oh, Blood. Okay. Um, But, like, The Quiet Game is, like... The intro to the character. It's the intro to the yeah. character, but it's but it's kind of the stuff that happens in the Quiet Game is sort of related to what happens in the first one. But if you don't read the Quiet Game, it's not the end of the world. No, but it. I'm glad I did, because it did make me make things make sense. And we've talked about it before. It's that series that we think would make a really good mini series on TV. Yeah. Um. So I read the second one. Well, technically, third. Yeah. Well, well, it's 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 the trilogy. There's like this sure. it's three book trilogy. Yes. And so that's that's what it so is. So I read Miss Bone Tree and I finished it. I don't know when I texted you like Tuesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, something like yeah. that. And you were mad. Oh, that was my really bad day. Yeah, yeah you were fucking <laughs> hang cuz also we should probably clarify that she also discovered 
on that very same day that Milan Lucic is not 35. He's my age! <laughs> and she was what? She was just, it was just all caps. And like, sometimes when Kelsey texts me in all caps, I can tell that it's like joyous yelling, but I knew that this was like key smashing anger. And I cannot believe that he is my age. And then that night, I think that was my really bad day. Was that it my was really your really bad, bad day? day? Yeah, yeah. I, so it must have been Tuesday, I think. Tuesday. I told my husband too, and he was like, "No, he's not." And I was like, "You go on Wikipedia right now." Yep. And I said a lot of swear words, and look at that age. And he was like, "What? How can that be? He's yep. arthritic." Like, <laughs> oh, so that was just like. There was a lot of things happening that day. And then I finished this fucking book. I was so mad. My, I like the series overall. Mm-hmm. You and I were talking about how the main character, Pen Cage, starts out as this very, like, almost like Atticus Finch, morally background of integrity and doing things for justice and the law and yada, yada, yada. And then as time goes on, he gets just morally more and more bankrupt. And he's just not a very good dude. No, he's not. He tries to be. But, but he's think, dumb. But he, but he tries to be in the way that, like, um, white dudes. <laughs> no, but, like, do you know what I mean? Like, the, 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 Well, no, he tries to be a good person in the way that, like, that, like, white dudes can get away with shit. Because, like, in, in his own, like, moral understanding of the world he exerts his power inappropriately he's doing doing what he thinks is right but what he thinks is right is not necessarily or no he's doing what he thinks is best but what he thinks is best is not necessarily Necessarily right right, and it's also not necessarily actually best and it's never free of consequences oh never for himself immediately oh yeah no like every every single but we were saying this before we hit record like Every single bad thing that happens to him in the book, like, including, like, his wife, fiancé, whatever, pregnant fiancé, dying. Is his spoilers, fault. Spoilers, sorry. Um, is 100% his fault. Mm-hmm. That if he, and, like, sure, she was, like, very adventurous and, like, whatever. Ambitious and, and doing things that and were dangerous. But if it hadn't have been for him doing other shit, she 100% wouldn't have died. 100%. Yeah. The amount of time he kept secrets from her. Ugh. That would have ensured that she, like, actually took his word oh, I know. as gospel and just been like, oh, okay, there are bigger forces yeah. at play here. Yeah. This is a massive conspiracy. But he, like, Maybe I shouldn't go out onto this river alone. But he, like, he, he tried to, he was, like, keeping secrets, like, under the guise of, like, well, if I don't tell you, then, you know. But she did keep secrets about her safe. unborn baby with him. Yeah, but I guess, you know. Uh, maybe she didn't want him. I mean, may, I don't know. I've also, I often thought that she just didn't want him to like try and stop her from yes, doing the thing, right? And all this shit is going down. I'm going to spoiler some shit right now. Okay, sorry. Spoilers. Spoilers for this book series, which is like, I don't which know, you really, 10 years old? No, actually, no, it's not. Um, the no? Quiet Game is from 1999. Mm-hmm. And then he's written other books. There's one called The Devil's Punch Bowl that he wrote um, that's in that same... In the set in that same town and with the same people, there's one called Turning Angel that I think is also a pen cage novel. There's one that's called Blood Memory that's also a pen cage, but they're not related to this. But this trilogy is like the Quiet Game leads really nicely into this. But I think the first one was written in like 
2012, maybe? Oh, okay. Maximus Burning, and then um, this, the Bone Tree was like 2015, and then um, Mississippi Blood just came out last year. Okay, okay. Okay, but so I won't, I won't spoil it a lot. What you need to know is that it's rooted in this character, Pen Cage, and it starts out with him trying to defend his dad from a murder charge. His dad's a doctor, and a lot of this, like, background conflict is rooted in stuff that happened in their town in the 60s, where the KKK and this white supremacist group were essentially assassinating people. Yes. And shit gets cray. And there's ties to, like, the JFK assassination and... And that's really what the second book was about, as to how valid those ties were or not. But I think I said this last time, my problem with these books is that they're too fucking long. Yes. And there are moments, and this is why sometimes I don't like historical fiction in this way. This is very loosely historical fiction. But... Greg just really knows a lot about history, and he just wants you to hear it. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like... Ugh. Which is disappointing, because he also wrote Black Cross, which I loaned you. And yeah. And I think that might be his best book. Um, it was very good. And it's also historical fiction, and mm-hmm. it's about, like, the Nazis and gas warfare in World War Two, mm-hmm. Which is... And it's fascinating shit. It's very, like, speculative historical fiction. Um, but I think, I thought that one was really, really well done. And he still has a character who's got that, like, sort of, uh, broken moral compass and, and trying to, but the person he ends, I can't remember his name, but he ends up, like, doing what he thinks is best. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, it's maybe not the right decision, but given the information that he has, um, and the circumstance that he's in, he has to. But that book is probably what it is, because I think they're so good. And they didn't necessarily, in that book, waste time telling you about the history. They just put you inside the history. Yes. And you understood it because the characters were acting and reacting in ways that fit inside that world. I think the history that matters most in these, like, Mississippi books are, like, the Mississippi history. Yes. That's the important stuff. Yes. Because I think so much of that is, like, it's a very hyper-local cultural history that like if you're not from there and you don't live in a community like that I think it's really hard to understand yeah what and how that works Mm -hmm. like I grew up in a big city right you grew up in Estevan and then moved to Red Deer and like Mm -hmm. so your understanding of those kind of like micro cosms of of communities are very different from someone who grew up in like Mm -hmm. you know in like the Jim Crow South yeah and I think that history is important me too um, and, like, the bone tree itself. Like, very all important. of that. Very yes. important stuff. Yes. And just... Just awful. Mm. Just awful. I remember when I read that book, and I don't know if you felt the same way, but the actual description of the bone tree, and when she sees it for the first time, like, I want to see that on screen so oh, bad. It's like, just straight out of True Detective. Yes. Like, it truly is. And I was so angry... Because Caitlin should not have died. No. Penn should die. But he's not going to because the books I are I know. But I'm so angry. Or at least Tom should die. Oh, yeah. And he should have died in the fucking bone tree. Yeah. In his sugar coma. Yes, he should have. Absolutely. Rather than Caitlin. Yes. He should have saved Caitlin's life. Yeah. And then Tom should have died. Yeah. Not Tom Buchanan. <laughs> Tom he Cage. should also die. <laughs> <laughs> he should a hundred percent also um, die. Yeah, it's um, 
Oh, I like those books a lot. This he is also... free. No, this is freaking me out because someone on Instagram just said, "I don't know how Tom does it," and I'm like, "What? <laughs> <laughs> what?" Um. Oh, okay. Never mind. Um, another book that, that Greg Isles wrote that's like very different from these, which I don't think I have a copy of it. And if I do, I, I track one down. I'll loan it to you. It's called Footprints of God. Um, mm. and it's about like. Um, it's basically about like research and development and like sort of genetic mutations and like just science. It's fascinating shit. Um, and that was one of the first ones. I think that might be the first book of his that I read that my dad had when I was still living at home. And I remember reading it and being like, "Yeah, this guy's good." And then I read The Quiet Game. Yeah, because Dad. Had the that Quiet one Game too. is very good. Quiet Game's very I good. really like as a standalone text. Very good. I yeah. really liked. Uh, what's it? The first one, Natchez burning. burning. Yeah. That one's excellent, but God, the second one, like they could have cut out the whole middle third of it because nothing. They should have skipped everything in the middle. Yeah, and then gone straight from um, the Brody house burning down. Yeah, to Caitlin and Jordan trying to find the bone tree. Yes, everything else in the middle didn't need. Yeah, that's, yeah, I think that's fair. Mm -hmm. I think that's probably, I think that's probably fair. Um, I think, I I think you're right, though. I think part of it is, like, Greg Isles being like, look at all the things I know. I know. Well, and you really get his sense of, like, I think that the character that best represents the author is the John FBI guy. Yes. He's good. I like that character. But he's, like, Mm -hmm. he's the one who's like, well, you don't know shit about history, Here's what I'm gonna yeah. tell you, and then it's like sixty pages of him well, just being and the like, other thing too "Well, is that, is that... did you know that your father was involved in this?" And he's like, <gasps> "No, well." Ugh. And the other thing too that I think is a little bit frustrating sometimes with those books, because I think with this trilogy, I think there's seven books that involve Pen Cage somehow, mm-hmm. um, because he's like the mayor of the town, like so you know, like there's other things, right? And so and it's outside oh, and of he this. abuses his power, of course, yeah. <laughs> and it's like outside of this trilogy, right? But like, yeah, so like Blood Memory and. Turning Angel and The Devil's Punch Bowl, I think, are all that same universe, and then The Quiet Game, and then that trilogy. Yeah. Um, but I think the thing that bothers me the most about Penn and the way that he's written is that he's also an author, and so there's, like, that kind of meta... Yeah. ...whatever, and I wonder how much of that is, like, Greg Isles writing about himself. But also, like, well, in the books that I've read, I don't know if that comes up in the other books, like, in the middle... It's, I don't know, not necessary. Yeah. Like, why also add author? He's a lawyer and a prosecutor. Yeah. He is incredibly good at that. Yeah. Why have him also be an author and then also run for mayor in his hometown? I th- doesn't, like, he, doesn't he start writing after his first wife dies? Isn't that what it is? Because he, like... Because he's got this daughter, and so he steps back from... I thought he wrote before. Maybe, I but I think, and he continues to write after his wife dies, because he's not practicing anymore. Mm. Pro- so that, that gets maybe central to his, like, character or whatever, but I find that because he's a writer, I think that there's some of that, like, meta... And there's, like, these little, like, hints of it. Like, someone will be like, oh, well, it's not even a story that you could have written, Paige. And I was just like, or Paige, Pen Cage. Yeah. And he's just like, Ugh. Can we talk about his name for a second? Page, pen, <laughs> like oh no! I just realized. That. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my 
God. But also his name sucks. Like, that's a stupid name. I'm just, like, like so Like, his dad's name angry. is Tom. And his daughter's name is Annie. Like, they're normal yeah. names. And then he's Penn. Like, what the fuck kind of name is that? I feel so ashamed that I didn't realize that. That is I didn't so mean, that wasn't really what I was getting at. I was just embarrassing. The fact that his name is Penn with two ends, of course. Um, but anyway. Oh my god! If it was one, I still wouldn't even. <laughs> and I'm just like, the more I talk about it with you, the more angry I get at Greg Isles about all of this shit. But I'm still like, damn, I need that third oh, book. Oh, the third book is so good. <laughs> Um, and it resolves, like, it, it's, and, like, the se- that's the other problem with the second book, is it's a very classic middle Oh, piece nothing of a happens. Nothing it's happens just like, and nothing is resolved. No, well. It's like the end to me. It shit like, hits the fan over and over yeah. and over again. You're like, but, but the fan's how still could on it get worse? Of the book, oh, for sure. Right? Whereas, like, it, it feels a lot to me like the ending of The Last Jedi, where, like, you know all these storylines that they've told are, like, mm. opened up. Mm-hmm. And then they're gonna come to some kind of a conclusion. It's the same thing, I think, with these. Like, at the end, I remember feeling the same way. At the end of the bone tree, being like, yeah, and? Like, mm-hmm. if I, and I had to wait for the next book to come out. I was like, god damn it. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate that. I fucking hate it. What I don't understand in this book is, like, how incompetent everyone is. Like, your family has had attempted assassination attempts against mm-hmm. them firebomb attempts uh-huh. against them in all your protective custody it's been breached yeah why the fuck are you still in this town i know like leave like get out of there and let the fbi do their goddamn jobs no because they're they're also incompetent don't you know like i know <sighs> speaking of incompetence this is like a good segue into something that i watched yesterday okay i was like whoa yeah. no i'm not gonna talk about myself <laughs> or no <laughs> That was not what I was going for. I was like, Megan, we've already talked about the Oilers. <laughs> um, no, so I watched the pilot of this new TV series called Rise. Um, it was Ooh, on NBC. I've heard my some of my kids really like it. Okay, so it's produced by Jason Cadams, who did one of, who did Friday Night Lights. Mm-hmm. He's like one of the creators of Friday Night Lights. And there's so many things about it that are so familiar to Friday Night Lights, like the handheld cameras and like just the the filtering on on the recording so like it feels like you're right there like it doesn't feel like you're watching like a produced something like it feels like you're it's very right intimate, there yeah. which i loved and that's one of the things i love the most about friday night lights um one of the like the most striking things when i think about and it happened in, in this show too like in friday night lights i think it's in the pilot where the camera's in the kitchen and the the taylor household and they've got like a post at the end of their kitchen counter um, kind of like I do here in my kitchen and like the camera just pans over and right over the post and just follows the character so like it feels like you are watching this happen and this felt very much like mm. that um, the music is really good so there's a little bit of like explosions in the sky that kind of post rock but then there's also like little snippets of of songs that are like you know mostly modern there's like some lumineers and mm. and stuff like that so I like that part of it um, the premise is that like uh, that fucking ted from how i met your mother that's like maybe my biggest problem but he's not as annoying as ted is in how i met your mother so i feel like i might be able to get over it not Um, as so he's like 67 on a hundred scale then yeah as opposed to like 175 yeah so it's not maybe quite so bad and he's older and he's you know married and he's got kids and like so it's not really as much about him but the premise about is, a young boy living in New York doing yes. young boy things. No, okay. no, he's gotcha. like a, he's like living in a in a steel town in Pennsylvania that the mill has closed. Mm. So there's a whole bunch of stuff going on. Um, 
But the basic premise is that he, like, goes to the principal. He's an English teacher at this high school, and he's been teaching it for, like, 17 or 18 years or something like that. I can't remember what it is that he says. Do you um, believe it? Him as a teacher, kind of. Not mm-hmm. as much. Like, I mean, he was a professor in How I Met Your Mother, which I was like, ah, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, which never... Anyway, whatever. <laughs> um, he, uh... So he's been teaching English at this school, and he goes to the principal, and he's like, I want to take over the theater department. And the principal's like, okay, because, of course, no one wants the job. Um, and there's al- already somebody doing the job, and it's and she's played by Rosie Perez. Um, so there's, like, an interesting thing of, like, this white dude just walking in and taking over this, like, colored woman's job, ultimately, this woman mm-hmm. of taking over her job, which is an interesting thing in and of itself. But he decides that instead of putting on Grease again for, like, the third time in a decade... He wants to do Spring Awakening. Whoa. Which, you know what, good for him. Like, whatever, there's some ambition, I suppose. Um, but, like, dark. Very dark. Very dark. Um, and there's, you know, there's like those, there's those theater kids who are, like, in everything and, and whatever, and he decides he wants to find a new male lead, because the guy that they have, whose name is Simon, he, um, he's been the lead in everything. But, and the comment that um, his character, I think is Lou, is his name, that he makes is that, like, you know, some, like, all of his leading actresses are, like, a foot taller than him. Um, mm. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but, like, maybe maybe there's somebody else out there that we could find who could better play this role. So, of course, he convinces this kid from the football team to audition. Not necessarily to take a part, but just to audition, because he sees him at this pep rally. Mm-hmm. Um, and he gets up on stage, and he, like, he's the, he's the starting quarterback of the football team, and he gets up on stage at this pep rally, and he just starts, like spitting rhymes which is great and so you know everyone's at this pep rally and he's like oh interesting like he's got this kid has some talent white kid black okay he's got some talent and he's got you know so he like convinces this kid to audition and then he tells him he's like if you want the part it's yours and of course the football coach is like no he can't I'm like yeah whatever it's all that weird like sports versus the arts bullshit mm-hmm. um but what struck me at the very beginning was like I, I, like, I'm hooked. I'll watch it. I 100% know that I'm going to watch it until it's done. And like every other, like, probably decent NBC show, it's going to get canceled after, like, a season or two. So I don't, it's not, like, a huge You're going to get a good 22 apps. Yeah, I'm going to get a good, <laughs> a good solid, like, 13 app run this time, and then, yeah. like, a good, you know, 13 or 18 next season. That's probably all I'm going to get. Mm-hmm. Um, but what caught me at the beginning, which is back to, like, the incompetence thing that I just thought of, was, like, He's this English teacher, and he's been teaching for 17 years or 18 years, whatever he says. He's teaching Of Mice and Men. His kids fucking hate it. And it's, like, at the end of class, and only because I only know this because the bell rings, like, literally right after. He's like, so who's the protagonist in the novel? Anyone? Anyone? And I'm like... And then, yeah, it was just so bizarre. And then he writes, like, Tom Joad down on the board or whatever. And then... He the bell rings and then like they always do in TV or in the movies they always show the teachers as being like unable to like manage and their kids get up to leave he's like hey for homework tomorrow and I'm just like why do they do this and that happens like because they have no idea what it's like to teach they happen that happens every time they show teaching mm-hmm. in film or on TV it's bad teachers it's bad teachers. Mm-hmm. like no teacher worth their salt would leave it that question until before but also that's an awful question yeah. Who's the protagonist? Yeah. But nobody leaves that, that kind of question right till the end of class. No. You know? And then, like, yells over the bell, oh, here's what you need to do for homework. No, it's very cliche. Yeah, and I just, that really bothered me. I was like, why do they show them as so incompetent 
all the time. Mm-hmm. What's the, like, I don't understand what the deal is. I don't know. Why teachers are always, like, shown. And I wonder if that has something to do with, like, public perception of teachers. Because that's what, that's their exposure to teachers. Mm-hmm. Is, like, TV and movies. Because mm-hmm. if you think of, like, Cameron Diaz in Bad Teacher. I which, refuse to see that movie. I loved everything about it because, like, it's a bad movie. Mm-hmm. But I liked it because when she's sitting there marking, like, hungover, and she's just, like, actually writing, like, are you fucking kidding me on kids' papers? I was like, that's what I would do in my head. And mm-hmm. I don't mark it normally. I was like, those things are true. That lack of filter that yeah, she's or, got? Yeah, or, like, when she comes into class and she's just, like, she's super hungover and she, like, puts the movie on and just, like, <laughs> covers her head with her sweater. I'm like, yep, yeah, I've felt that before. I know how that is. So, like, those things didn't bother me so much. Because at the end, she starts trying. Mm-hmm. So I hope he starts trying, too. Because that really annoyed me. I was just like, that's not... Who's the protagonist? Right? So, like... Like, what? Can you think of a... And this is what what I wanted to talk... Can you think of a text that you've taught where you'd actually have to ask who the protagonist is? No. I don't think so. Because it's usually pretty obvious. Well, yeah, and that's part of your... If you're a goddamn teacher who's worth your salt, you know that when you introduce a text, you don't just be like, okay, kids, we're going to start reading this book right now. Yeah. You do work with them so that they understand what's coming and so they can jump into that chapter number one and be like, okay, here's our characters. What are they saying? What are their values? What are their motivations? Like, who's the protagonist? So, like, when you teach Gatsby, Mm -hmm. which we're going to do, like, a thing about Gatsby, when you teach Gatsby, do you frame it as, like, um, Nick looking back on this yeah, and writing, essentially writing his story at a later time. Yes, and after he's been fundamentally changed from what he's seen in New York that one summer. Yeah. Yeah. And why do you do that? Because that's what it tells you in the first two paragraphs. Mm-hmm. So we spend, like, a lot of time on those first two paragraphs. Yeah, because they're beautiful. Well, and it's all foreshadowing. Yeah. Like... Because doesn't this start in my younger and more whatever? Yes. Yeah. And he's, my father gave me some advice. Yes. Yeah, and so he's like... And on the second page it says, of all those things, it wasn't Gatsby himself, it was what preyed on Gatsby. Like, all of that yeah. shit is in the first two pages. Yeah. And if you are trying to teach a novel, as you should, mm-hmm. you're not doing factual things like, who's the fucking protagonist? Mm-hmm. You're trying to get your kids to understand everything about the character. Yeah. Not who they are. Yeah. But what's their motivations? What's their yeah. purpose? Why do we dislike this character so much? Yeah. What's the reason behind it? Like, what is it? Yeah. So that really bugged me and that stood out for... And then it, was, it went through, like, two commercial breaks before I kind of got over it. Because I was still thinking about how incompetent he was. Mm-hmm. And he's just going to take on a play. Yeah. <clears throat> and not only... And they've already, like, cast Grease and there's, like, rehearsals happening. He's like, nope, Spring Awakening. Which is... I mean... What? Yeah, it's... It's the premise of that part of it is kind of ludicrous, but I super like that feel, that like intimate feel with the cameras and like, Mm. you know, you're part of, you know, and there's like a kid, like the kid who runs the lights and stuff for the theater productions, he lives in the sound booth, he's homeless and like no one knows. And then like this teacher finds out by accident ultimately because he's in the theater and he like hears this noise and he goes up to check it out and there's like a sleeping bag and Mm. stuff like in the sound booth. Oh no. So then he takes the kid home and he's like, he's like, he's going to stay with us for a few days. And his wife's like, okay. Mm-hmm. Which, so like there's some of that, those elements from Friday Night Lights that are kind of similar, 
But then at the end of this episode, spoilers, I guess, I don't know, they like, uh, they were told that no, okay, fine, we're not doing Grease for the musical, we're gonna do Pirates of Penzance because we have the costumes, we have the sets, we can just use it over, because parents are like opposed to Spring Awakening, whatever. Um, well, for... For fair for reasons. For valid uh, reasons. And especially because it's in this, like, what feels to me to be, like, a very conservative, conservative yeah. town. Working class Down town. on its luck. Yeah. Right? All this kind of stuff. Um, so I understand. And I also understand why, what, as a teacher, why he wanted to be like, let's do this play. Mm-hmm. Because it's let's different. Let's be ambitious. It's, it's something let's... new. It's something different. You know, it's, it's exciting. Creative energy. Yeah, and the yeah. kids were super excited. But the parents were like, mm-mm, no, no way. So they're gonna, they're supposed to do Pirates of Penzance, and then... All of a sudden, at the end of the episode, they're, like, tossing their costumes into, like, this fire. Which is great, but I was like, fuck you guys, you did that in season four of Friday Night Lights. Like, mm. when when Coach Taylor took over the East Dillon Lions, and they had these, like, shitty old uniforms and whatever, and, like, they lost their first game, and it was just fucking embarrassing. And then he goes, and he apologizes to them for letting them down. And they sort of apologized of to him for... Well, he did let them down. He coached other did some bad things in that, those first couple episodes. And then the kids, like, apologize for letting him down. And then they throw their jerseys, their uniforms into the fire. And he's like, we're getting new ones. He's like, we're gonna, like, clean slate. This game never happened. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, that's cool. But I've definitely I've already seen, seen this yeah. through this camera lens, through this. And I was a little bit annoyed by that. Yeah. I'll watch it, 100%. I'll watch it. Mm. The girl that voiced Moana is in it. Mm. And it's her first time, um, I saw an interview with her, I was poking around on YouTube, it's her first time doing anything like live action. Good for her. Um, she's very talented. She's very talented. She's a great singer. Oh. So, um, is it like actually a musical show? Kind of. It's like, but it's not like Glee where they're just like breaking out into song and like, it's it's all around the guise of this musical rehearsal. So, they're so like rehearsing and they're singing songs. Yes. Okay. And then it. I saw an interview with, with her, the girl that played, that's, uh, that was in Mona, I can't remember her last, her name, and then the kid that's like the quarterback and a, it, like, he's the lead in the play because uh-huh. he's decided he's going to do both and the football coach is pissed and whatever, but he's going to, and he said to the coach, he's like... Um, I'm not playing football if you don't let me do the musical. It was sort of his. And I was like, oh, that's an interesting, an interesting thing. Because, um, like, football will be his ticket out of town, right? But he can also do something that's... He can do something that... Reflects yeah. Himself, yeah. himself. Yeah. And so, so, um, the two, there was an interview with them at, like, the premiere or whatever, and, um, at, like, this, this press event for it. And so they asked them, like, what, how much singing kind of happens throughout the show, and they both said that, like, as the season goes on, you just get little snippets, because, like, the rehearsals, it, they're not learning the songs anymore, they're just, like, setting up choreography numbers, and, yeah. and stuff, so you hear a little bit less um, of each song, which you might hear, like, four or five instead of, like, one or two, mm. but so it's just, like, little bits and pieces kind of as they go through. So it's not, like, a musical. Mm-hmm. They're not, like, bursting. He's not, like, bursting in a song in the locker room, right? But it's still that, like, under the guise of this rehearsal stuff. And at the beginning, because as, as Alex Lackmore is part of it, too, there was, like... Love him. Yeah, so the Ted's kids, whatever his name is, um, are, like, listening to Hamilton while they're doing their homework, and it was pretty great. And I was like, that's fantastic. So they're trying to, they're at least, like, keeping it, you know, as current as you can get. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, it'll be fun. Wow. Looking forward to it. Oh my god, my bracket is just gonna die if Michigan State doesn't score something here. Oh, Syracuse is orange? Yeah. Okay. They are also called the, the orange. Like, the Syracuse orange. Really? Yeah. 
On Puck Soup, they were talking about, like, the weird names yeah. of teams. I think, <laughs> I think Stanford. There's that, or is it Harvard? Maybe it's Harvard, just the Crimson. Like, just. It's Harvard? Yeah. It's weird. It is very strange. Like, that's just a color. <laughs> it's, and it's, it, it, like, I mean, the blues also are sort of a color, but, like, at least there's a, a plural to it to, like, yeah. make it make sense. Some high tension in this game. There is. Number three seed, Michigan State, against number 11, Syracuse. And Michigan State is down by three. Oh. With, like, eight seconds left. That's definitely off Syracuse. Yeah. Yeah, that is. That sucks. Um, College basketball is, like, this stuff is nuts. I love March Madness. Oh, my God. Do you see their mascot? Yeah. Oh. He's like... He's like a fish. It's he has the, a fish face. They're the Spartans. Of course they are. Um, yeah. Cost. So the Spartans white, hey? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Spartans were definitely not white, Yeah. But whatever. Um, yeah, I like March Madness. Like, the first weekend of March Madness is how all sports should always be. Because there's just, like, so much happening. Just chaos? It's so good. Um, and Wachinski was saying on his Twitter that he thinks that the N- NHL playoffs should start on a Saturday. And it should be, like, a, a full day. And I think I 100% agree. Yeah. There should be games at, like, 11 o'clock. Or, like, 10 o'clock Mountain Time. So, mm-hmm. like, noon Eastern and just, like, roll through. So have, like, four games. And then do the same thing on Sunday. Yeah. And then you can start your whatever. Because I think that'd be so exciting. Your, like, local coverage or whatever? Yeah, I think that'd be so good. Yeah, but it's two different nations and different yeah. broadcasting rights. And yeah. mismanagement by... Everyone. Yep. Ooh, I'm into that tent, though. I'm into this vacuum, too, but I think this part is weird. Oh, he vacuums his butt. Yeah. Oh, I see. He likes it a little he, too much. He super does. <laughs> he super um, does. Yeah, so that's what I was watching, and I will keep watching it. I'm excited. Have you watched any of Caught yet? No, it's still recording. I just haven't had time. Okay. So when you do, we'll have to yeah. talk about that. We'll have to talk about it for sure. Because I watched, I only, I've only watched the first episode, I've recorded the rest of them, but... Okay. It's good. Good to know. I did last night go to Tomb Raider. And? I was gonna ask you what movie you went to. I fucking loved it. Yeah? Yeah! Okay. It was so fun. It was, like, exactly what a Tomb Raider movie should be. It was pulpy action, it was interesting, you know, pseudo-archaeology. Yeah. It was fun it felt very much like indiana jones one nice it was really cool and even some of it was like well this is who plays her again alicia vikander oh right my twin yeah oh funny yeah <laughs> i could see it if like i could choose someone to play my life it would be her a hundred percent she's gorgeous she i is. love her she really is um yeah it was so fun and I went to the VIP theater. It was my first time there. If you're not, you know, Canadian, Cineplex has these <coughs> VIP theaters where you can... Tickets are like, fuck, 25 bucks. Is it worth it, though? I don't think it is. Oh, um, okay. And then you get, like, a big leather seat with cup holders, and you can order dinner in your seat. And it's, like, full menu, and I had a cocktail and, like, whatever. But it's like $100 for a night out at the movies, and I'm just not into that. But um, it was fun to try. It was a novelty, for sure. Yeah. It's not something I think is good to do regularly. 
Um, but, God, I really liked it. Like, even now, I was just like, man, I want to go see it again. Really? Because I think it was, it was perfectly done for what it should be. Interesting. And even though my husband will not say it, I think he really liked it. Because the first, like, ten minutes is her, like, <laughs> she's, like, a, she's, like, rejecting her, her wealth and her status. She's, like, boxing at this gym and being a bike courier. Like, she's okay. eking by day by day, like, rejecting her whole history because she doesn't believe that her dad is actually dead. So she won't, like, sign the papers to declare him dead so she can have her inheritance, etc. Okay. Um... And she goes on this, like, bike fox hunt so that she can win 600 bucks. Okay. So she's the fox, and there's a paint can tied to the back of her bike, and they puncture a hole in it. And she has to get away from everybody right? Um, before the paint runs out. Okay. But if she's caught, then she loses. Okay. And she's just, like, fucking biking her heart out all over London. And <laughs> my husband was like... I love this. <laughs> I want to be Laura Croft. I love everything about this. That's awesome. Look at her go, because he's a big bicycle enthusiast, and he's super like that part. But it was so good. Oh, I'm glad. I've heard, I heard good things about it. I saw people talking about it on Twitter the other day. Like, it was exactly what they wanted out of a Tomb Raider Yes. Movie. And they set it up so nicely for a sequel, so I'm hoping it makes some money. So that it can actually get the sequel, because, yeah. like, God, did they ever set it up really nicely. Did you see, um, the ones with Angelina Jolie? I did. I like this one better. And I was a big fan of the Angelina Jolie ones. Yeah, I, like, I like them, too. Because that shit is, like, my whole genre. I like, like I, give me pseudo-archaeology, give me somebody kicking ass, especially if it's a female. Yeah. Give me exotic locales, give me stunts. Like, 100% you know what I watched last night? Hmm. So you mind Angelina Jolie kicking ass? Mr. and Mrs. Smith? Oh, so good. She's fucking fierce in that movie. She's so good. And that's, like, I would say maybe, like, peak Brad Pitt. That, like, early 2000 <laughs> to about 2007 time frame, like, right in there. I think my peak Brad Pitt is Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, like, in, but yeah. in that, like, yeah, with, like, the buzz cut and, mm-hmm. yeah. But, like, he's great. He's so good in, uh. In Mr. and Mrs. Smith. And, yeah. like, at the end, when they, like, decide... Spoilers, I guess, for a 12, 13-year-old movie? Fuck off. Whatever. Um, <laughs> but at the end, when they realize that there's a hit out on both of them... Yeah. Um, and they, like, are, like, fighting out in that department store. Like, that that whole shootout in the department store is just fucking great. Yeah. It's so good. And they're, like, in that shed, and they just, you know, like, they're arming up, and they just come out just, like, guns blazing. And I'm just like, oh, my God, how have they not died? Yeah. Um, I know. That's a good, that's a good one. Yeah, it's, uh, well, that's good. I'm glad. Because, yeah, I saw on Twitter yesterday people were talking about how much they like Tomb Raider. Oh. And they didn't really expect to. Like, some people, like, well, some Rotten people Well, gave like, it 48. Yeah. Which means it's rotten. And, I'm like, why? And some people were like, oh, I kind of hate watched it, ultimately. Why? Because, like, you know, because they're fans of the video, or whatever, and they, you know, whatever it was. And like, but I really enjoyed it. Honestly, so, I think that it had very poor marketing. Okay. Because based on what happened, like, Alicia, she fucking kills it. She's a good actress. She's amazing. She's a very good actress. And Dominic West plays her dad, and it's heartbreaking what happens to them. Like, okay. it is so 
good. Everyone needs to go see it so that we can get the sequel and not be heartbroken like we were with King Arthur. Uh, is that next week, by the way? Is that what I'm posting next week? I think so, okay. yeah. Um, so here's your warning. You need to watch King Arthur yeah. <laughs> before our next episode. Yeah. Well, you can listen to it whenever you want, I yeah. guess. Um, but yeah, before you listen to the episode that's coming out next week, you should probably watch King Arthur. So yes. So you can watch it and then hear our reactions. Or watch like... it along with it? I don't know. I don't think that would be fun. No? Oh my god, buzzer beater for the win! Ah! Oh my god! Oh! No. <laughs> oh, my bracket has just exploded. Sorry, Megan. That's okay. I, the only thing I don't like about March Madness is, like, I mean, I get that it's a one-and-done tournament and whatever, but, like, I feel so bad for the losing team all the time, because, like, the cameras are just, like, right in their faces, and I it's know. like, give them, like, a minute There's to... always way too much He was so media. close. <laughs> Can you imagine? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, well. Yeah, there's a little bit... I just feel bad for them. Always. Um, oh, well. I'm not gonna win the bracket this year. That's oh, okay. they're gonna play Duke next. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so that's our next week, I guess, so just keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot of, and be prepared for, like, a lot of long pauses. Oh, yeah, because we're just like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we might have been distracted, maybe? It's possible. It's just I, good. We need a different movie that's, like, actually bad, so that we like can Like, a real, and actually bad just movie that we, it. like... That's why I want to do the day after tomorrow. Okay, I'll do it. Because I love it. I'll do it. Oh, it's so good. So my student teacher is doing film study mm-hmm. um, with uh, all my class, my grade 11s and my grade 12s, but I was in there the other day and I was just kind of keeping an eye on things and watching like what, what it was she was doing. And she had a couple of videos that she was showing them before they started watching the movie. And um, one of the, the videos that she was showing was like dealing with different kinds of camera shots. And one of them had like something from Prince of Persia. Which, I don't know if you've seen Prince of Persia. It's real bad. It's real fucking bad, but I was like, that would be a great movie It's so movie bad, it's like wiped from my memory oh, bad. it's so bad. Yeah. But like, I enjoy Jake Gyllenhaal enough that I would sit through it again. Mm-hmm. Because, so if we ever want to do like a real bad movie, we could definitely do that one. That's true. Um, poor Jake Gyllenhaal makes bad movies sometimes. I know. And then he makes like, really fucking good movies. Yeah. It's He's true. just like... So, in between the... My kids really But I'd kind of forgotten about Prince of Persia until, like, I saw that. I was like, oh, that movie! Oh. Everyone's got that embarrassing one, hey? Yeah. My kids are, like, obsessed with Jake Gyllenhaal right now. Are they? He does the Gatsby audiobook. Right, he's got a good voice for it. But, like, he's got a good voice for it because Nick is so fucking boring. And whiny. And whiny. And, like, so eat at Arby's, like... Yes. (laughs) Attitude about everything. (laughs) And they just get, like, so excited when we, sometimes we read in class and listen to it. They're just like, can we listen to Jake? (laughs) And I forget what their cultural touchstone was for him. Because it's so funny how, like, kids know actors from different things. Oh, yeah. Oh, and they could not believe that Jordan Baker was the gold queen in Guardians 2. Yeah. That blew their fucking really mine really yes oh and whenever they talk about jordan now they just love to do this that seems about right they're like yeah <laughs> we've got these like physicalities yeah. that we do for each other that's awesome that wasn't great for an audio medium but no that was but pretending if you've to be seen, if you've seen jordan if you've seen gatsby like the 2013 gatsby you'll know you'll know um i'm just looking up jake gyllenhaal's filmography to figure out what it is i think it was that kids would south paw movie that's a good one. I haven't seen it. 
Because it had, doesn't it have like Eminem in it? Yeah, I can't remember. And I was That's like, hard pass. Um, I'm not what, into his what else? Yeah, so Southpaw, he was in, did you see Nightcrawler? Uh, yeah, I did. He was terrifying. Oof. Talk about anti-hero. Um, oh, they're making a movie of the Sisters Brothers. Have you read that book? Uh, no. I know it was on our, like, grade 10 yeah. novel state, but I didn't get time to read it. Yeah, no, they're, oh, they're making a movie of it. He's in it. That's cool. That's fun. Oh, he, right. He was in Oakja. He was, he was incredible in Oakja. Was he? I haven't yeah. seen it yet. I did see Life, which was so bad. That was the one with, like, that weird alien shit. Yeah. I'm like, okay, tell me. I don't, I'm never going to watch it. I want to know about <laughs> this movie. It was so bad. Because, like, the, the trailer made it look like it was going to be A, terrifying, and B, like, not bad. But I never, I. Their problem was they kill Ryan Reynolds in the first 10 minutes. Oh. And, oh my God, Davis. Davis, what did they name the alien? They like named it something. I have to text it right now oh, to find maybe out. Maybe it's in the plot summary. Um. So what did you hate most about it? I mean, it only it only had a fifty million dollar budget, but it only grossed like, and it grossed like a hundred five hundred point five million dollars. It was just like what they should have done is essentially like to get you up to. Oh, the- it's named Calvin. <laughs> But it was named by American school children. I know. So, okay. I know. You can, uh, it was still awful. Because yeah. they, like, refer to it as Calvin. They're like, Calvin's coming up the ventilation tubes. And you're like, well, I can't fucking take this seriously. Oh, okay. Like, All right. Um, so what they do, though, that they shouldn't have done is actually had you, like, on the plot with the characters, like, as they search for life, as the life is discovered. Rather, it's all montage. It's just like, okay. we've got people in space. We've discovered life. Everyone's really excited. We're going to monitor it up in here in this space station that's, you know, all of these countries are together. You know, it's this utopia bullshit right. about the future. And um, essentially it jumps you right into the kids naming it. And then it destroys all humanity. Cool. Like. Cool, cool. But it's just like, you're not invested in it whatsoever. Um, so we, uh, we did Interstellar with the grade 11s, mm-hmm. and I went in on Friday and I watched, like, the end of the movie. Mm. The ending to life, though? Yeah. Oh, it was really good. Was it? Oh, yeah. Okay. Can I spoiler it? I don't care. So if, what you're saying is if it comes on Netflix, I should watch, I should watch it? I'd say, fast forward. Okay. See the first third, jump to the last third. Okay. Is all you that. need to do. Um. I'm pretty sure this is what happens. I feel like I want to check with David. Yeah, he said Calvin, and he's sending me the laugh cry emoji because it was so fucking dumb. Because <laughs> it's Rebecca Ferguson, isn't that right? I think so, yeah. I'm pretty sure. I'm just going to click on it and verify that I'm not. I've seen so many fucking bad movies with Davis. Yeah, that she's I feel in like, it. Yeah. yeah, she's in it. Um, so there's two pods that are, like, going free at the end. Okay. One of them has the alien in it, and they're just going to fucking shoot it out to space. That seems like a reasonable yes. thing to do. The other one's got Rebecca Ferguson in it. She's going to go back home because like space station's fucking destroyed. Yeah. And I think Jake Gyllenhaal's in the one with the alien because okay. like, they had to like lure it in with blood or some shit like that. Okay. But the navigations on them are either fucked up or reversed. <laughs> so get... she's the one that goes out to space. Oh no! And he goes to Earth with the alien, and that's where it ends. What? Like at the end, we were like, 
what? What? But it was, like, still so disappointing. <laughs> oh, that sounds awful. Yeah. Like, that's a great end to a movie. That is a great end to a movie. Yeah. Wow. That's, like, the top in Inception. Just, like, yeah. and cut to black. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, I watched The End of Interstellar. Mm-hmm. And, and you cried. I almost did. I held it together. <laughs> I held it together. I can't. I can't. Like, I've seen that movie, I think. I've seen it so many times. I think I've seen it three times. I think. But I legit can't watch the last half hour. No. Because I have, just like being a child of divorce. Yeah. Like a thing with dads going away and coming back. Like I cannot fucking handle Oh, I know. It. And then when she, says at the, when she says at the end, spoilers, I guess, whatever. Um, I haven't said that in a long time. Um, when she says at the end that like no parents should have to watch their child die. Like it's so. And my, <sighs> well, my kids were like, wait, is that like his grandma? I'm like, oh my God, you guys. <laughs> Ah! <laughs> oh yeah just grandma who we haven't met yet yeah. that we're just inserting into anyway, here come um, on but that we, we started it like right where um matt damon rips the communication thing out God, you piece of shit um matthew mcconaughey's helmet that's where we started it because that whole scene like that fighting and then the fighting back on earth with like murph and, and tom and like back and forth and back and forth but then like when Matt Damon blows the hatch on that, on the station... Did they lose their minds? Well, the girl that was sitting in front of me, I don't even know if she realized I was there, because, yeah. like, I have my classroom set up in, like, a horseshoe. Oh, okay. With, like, I, like, a, like, a double-ringed horseshoe, and then there's, like, seven desks in the middle, because um, I have 37 desks. Um, and uh, she was, like, when it, when it exploded, because it's dead silent, right? Because yeah. they show the explosion from, like... Because he sets it off, but nobody knows it's coming except for him. Yeah, well, he doesn't know that it's... No, no, no. Yeah, no, sorry. Blows the, up, he doesn't know it's he, coming because right. he tries to open the hatch and then it yeah. blows. And the girl in front of me, she's like, fuck. <laughs> it was really funny. <laughs> and I didn't say anything. I just let her have that reaction because I think it was... I'm pretty sure that was my reaction when I went to see the movie. Oh, for sure. Um, But because it, it's dead silent. I love that use of sound because like, yes. there's nothing. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then you see the like delayed reaction um, on... Cooper and, and Brand's faces, like, when the, with the explosion, and then they're like, you know, and he does his thing, but that whole docking scene is just oh. magnificent. With this, like, orchestral organ that's just, like, so in loud. your brain, yeah. it's so loud. Yeah. I remember when I saw it in theaters, like, I felt motion sick at that moment, because yeah. it is so immersive, and then you get that shot of, I think it's the space... Or is it the wormhole? Something is like outside Jupiter. That's the wormhole outside Saturn. The, yeah, outside Saturn, and I was just like, "Wow!" Oh no, it's it's magnificent. so gorgeous. Like I honestly, I think it's because it's a science fiction movie. But I honestly feel like whatever year that was should have been up for Oscars. Somebody dropped the ball. Well, I think it was nominated Best Picture, wasn't it? I don't know. If it I'm was. gonna do Google. You vamp. But because like. But that whole sequence is just magnificent. And, like, for someone to say, like, you know, if at the very least, and I didn't pay attention, and maybe I should have paid more attention, but, like, if it wasn't at least nominated for, like, sound mixing or sound editing, I'm pretty sure it, it should have been. I'm going to tell you. Because all of that use of, like, oh, but it was, and it was just really cool to watch because I love teaching that film and I love watching my kids watch it because their brains kind of mm-hmm. melt a little bit. And then at the end when he's, like, in the, in the, whatever, like, the Tesseract, ultimately, and then, like, it collapses, and then he's back in the wormhole, and he reaches through and is, like, the handshake from the other side. I, like, literally, I watched their faces melt off, because I didn't need to watch the screen, because I knew what was coming. I know. And uh, there was one kid just sitting there, he just had his hands on his face, and he was like, oh. 
like, it was like he was just like pulling so the me skin off of his face throughout all of the podcast. Yes, <laughs> but it was just so fun to watch. Like I love watching them have reactions to those things. Because, and I like, think like that's that's a good way to, in terms of like speaking about. Ooh, are they gonna show it? Oh no, no. this is something else. Yeah. Um, they because my man Jason Fram got an assist in that game. The Golden Bears won the championship today for yeah. hockey. I'm so excited. Yeah, and then I think the um, Pandas volleyball is playing for the national team yes, today too. Yes, they are. And the men's volleyball is playing for bronze. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Their Twitter is just like a mess right now with yeah. all the updates <laughs> they were trying to run, and I, I was like, I can't even. You keep just need one for every sport. Like <laughs> yes. enough of this, like all athletics oh. business. But, um, like, that's a great way to teach film to kids, is to teach them something that they've never seen before. Yeah. And something that's, like, foundational. And with our tens, what we do is we do Star Wars or Up, but they've all seen it before, and it's just not uh, as effective, unfortunately. Do you know what? I, we're now far enough away, and, I, and now that I, now that, like, we're far enough away from it having been in theaters, I do Batman Begins, so with my tens. Yeah. And so many of them haven't seen it. Because it, it, came, it came out in 2005. Mm-hmm. And like, some of my great tens were born in 2002 and 2003. Yeah. So, like, they haven't seen those movies. Yes. What? I know. But they haven't seen, especially Batman Begins. Lots of them have, lots of them have seen The Dark Knight. Yeah. Because they know of the Joker. Yeah, and you don't really need to see Batman Begins to, to get The Dark Knight. No. But I love Batman Begins. It's very good. And, <laughs> like... Give me any Killian Murphy, I'll take it. <laughs> so Interstellar, yeah, it won Best Visual Effects. Okay, so that's great. Should have. It was nominated for Best Original Score, Production Design, Sound Editing, and Sound Mixing. And it didn't win any but of those. Not Best Picture. It didn't win any of those awards. No, I'm. How? I think that was the same year as Mad Max, though. Oh, maybe. Okay, fine. Let me double check. Fine, I'll accept Let it. Let me double check. You need to vamp though. Uh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, so I will. I will do the bat. And so we're doing Watchmen in the in the thirties, which is fun. Um, and apparently, one of the kids. I don't know if I told you this. I probably didn't. One of the kids was like Snapchatting the sex scene in Watchmen. Oh boy! And so my student teacher like went over and like took his phone, and she's like, "Okay, delete your delete your story, mm-hmm. delete the snaps, delete the the pictures in your saves." And he's like, and she's like, "I know about." She's like, "I have Snapchat. I know how to use it." <laughs> and I was like, "You dumb kid." And then, so I was on Thursday, so then I went in on, on Friday, and I was like, so I heard a rumor that uh, somebody, I don't know who, uh, was Snapchatting the sex scene in the movie yesterday? I was like, why would you do that? I was like, there's porn on the internet, look it up. <laughs> and they were kind of like, uh, Oh my god. And I was like, no, seriously, like, I don't understand why that would be the thing that you, like, I don't get it. And they got, they got very uncomfortable, because I was trying to, like, make the kid say something. And I was like, I don't understand. I was like, that just seems like, I don't get why you do Like, what are you trying to, it's, it's a movie. It's out there. It was like on Netflix until about a month ago. So like, yeah. people could have just watched it. You like the one in the it. owl ship? Yeah. Oh, okay. Which is like super awkward. And like, the way that it's done. And, and, and I like to use that scene as like a, a an examination of tone. Because, because it's, how, it's Leonard Cohen singing hallelujah through that scene. But if you mute it and you put in the hallelujah from Shrek, it's a fucking <laughs> mind meld and it is amazing. <laughs> I've done it before and kids are like, make it stop, make it, you ruins their lives. That's amazing. It's so good. Um, I'm pretty sure she's doing that with them tomorrow. So that's even better. But I said that's, that is a great <laughs> thing for tone. Well, because it, it it's maybe maybe in the, my years of teaching that might be the best thing I can come up with for tone. Yeah. 
Um, I guess I could play the sound from Watchmen in the scene from Shrek. But this but is the other one's funner. <laughs> the other one's way more fun for uh, everybody. Yeah. But not for everybody, because it's fun for you, it's awkward for well, everyone It's so else. fun for me, because I don't care anymore. <laughs> um, but, but anyway, I'm glad you appreciate that. <laughs> but it was really fun, so I said to these guys, I was like, um, I was like, so here's what's gonna happen. Now, every time we watch something, even if it's like a three-minute video, your phones are gonna go up in this, mm-hmm. this cell phone holder, that's where they're gonna be. And then the kid who did it, he's like, well, miss, it wasn't just me. And I was like, oh, thanks for telling me that it was you, though. I appreciate that. I was like, let's talk in the hallway. Yeah. And everyone, and nobody else complained. Everyone else just, like, put their phones in the thing or whatever, and then I, I yelled at the kid in the hallway, and then I put it back in the classroom, and I said, look, I don't care. If you still have your phone on you, that's fine. Yeah. But if you get caught with it now, that's a phone call home and probably an in-school suspension. Uh-huh. And I was like, and by phone call home, what I really mean is I'm going to call your parents at work, which is, like, the thing that kids do not want, right? And yeah. so then a couple more kids went and put their phones up in the thing, and that was the end of it. And nice. this kid was so mad, and I was like, dude. Just don't Snapchat the boobs. Like, that's really all you gotta do. I'm, I'm sure I've been in a thousand Snapchats unintentionally by my part. Yeah. I'm sure. Just me, like, talking through something or yeah. just walking behind the kid as yeah. we're taking the selfie that's, like, bored in English. Yeah. Like, Whenever I see kids, like, do that, I'm like, I was like, why are you sending your friends things that are happening in English class? I'm like, we don't have room for anybody else. They're not allowed to be in here. They can't. I'm see not how, teaching them. Yeah, I was like, I can't, they cannot see how awesome this is because they're all going to want to come in. And they're always like, oh my god. Like, they just. That's a great yeah. way. I'm going to do that. Yeah. I'm going to do that. That's wonderful. Do you want to know what I would the like shit that know. Interstellar lost to? Yeah. Because I'm actually disappointed. Okay. So this one I'm not disappointed because I love this score. It lost original score to Grand Budapest Hotel. Fuck that movie. I love that Fuck movie. Fuck that movie, Ten Ways to Sunday. I love no, that movie. No, no. Love it. No. Now you're going to get angry. Oh, no. It best lost... It, <laughs> it lost best sound editing to American Sniper. I don't know if I can adequately express the rage that I'm feeling right now. It lost sound mi- mixing to Whiplash, which that I can understand. Yeah, Whiplash was good. You're going to be more angry. <laughs> it lost production design to Grand Budapest. I hate everything. I hate everything what Sound has been sound for. What else did it lose to? It wasn't even in editing, which I find surprising. Wow. But that was it. And it wasn't nominated for Best Picture. No. Well, Do you want to hear the Best Picture? Yeah, song? I would like to know. Because they're all wrong, apparently. Scrolling, scrolling, <laughs> scrolling. Here we go. Okay. I feel like we should do these things more without plans. <laughs> Just like... So, Best Picture that year was Birdman. Okay. Nominated. <laughs> American Sniper. Everything. Boyhood. Grand oh, Budapest. Oh, Imitation him. Game. Selma. Theory of Everything. And Whiplash. Oh, fuck the Academy. They're the worst. Mm-hmm. Um, those are just so bad. That's so bad. Like Birdman is Birdman overrated. Was, I think if anything was going to win out of all of those it movies, been it should have been Whiplash. Whiplash was fucking unreal. I can't watch it. Why? Because it's a teacher abusing a student. I can't watch it. You just got to get over it. It's so good. I can't get over it's it. It's so good. I'm too emotionally attached to my students, as we've already discussed today. <laughs> That's true. 
Um, I was just thinking as I was saying we should like record more without plans. Do you know what? Did you ever when you were a kid like read the Family Circus cartoons? Yeah. And you know where like what's his face? The kid is like it shows his path around. That's a hundred percent what this <laughs> is right now. Like here's the starting point, the end point's like right beside it. It's just like <laughs> a marathon in between, <laughs> like up in a treehouse and like into the basement. Because we start and then we know we're gonna get to questions <laughs> eventually. <laughs> And it's just a maze. We have lots of questions. Oh no, Drake's mad. Oh well. Um, we have questions. I have a question for you. For me. For you. Okay. From Malcolm. Because I sent him a text this morning and I said, Do you have questions or topics? And he gave me these two questions. And my response to him was, I will ask her your questions. I will not like doing it. Uh oh. This is friendship. Okay. So they're football questions. Okay. <laughs> All right, I'm in. So he said, will the Packers play Jimmy Graham in the correct position of slot receiver? He's not a tight end. The Saints knew this. The Seahawks did not. This is for Megan. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, Avery and I have talked about the Packers signing Jimmy Graham as a tight end, quote unquote. But yes, I've, oh, look, it's 1-1. Good job, Tampa. I mean, wait, what? Um, <laughs> um, oh, is that the dude? Yeah. Okay. That's the that's Ty Reddy. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think I think that once they get into workouts and they figure out what Jimmy Graham can do, especially because of how tall he is, um, I feel like they'll probably and I mean as long as he can catch the balls that Aaron Rodgers is throwing his way, I feel like they'll play him, maybe not as a slot receiver necessarily, but like somewhere between the two so that he'll be able to like be effective and be like a, a I don't know, not necessarily a primary target on passing plays, but, like, a very viable secondary target. That would be my, that would be my estimation there. Um, I would be interested to know, um, because, yeah, he was good in New Orleans, and he was not good Mm -hmm. in Seattle, and it wasn't really his fault that he was not good in Seattle. Mm -hmm. Um, I think he's also going to be taking passes from a better quarterback in Green Bay than he had in Seattle, one who's a little bit more versatile, and I think that'll change the deployment. So there's that. Okay. I hope that's a satisfactory answer. Well, I'm texting him as it happens. So if he has a follow-up, I'll make sure to say it aloud to you and no one else who cares. (laughs) And then I have... Well, Tyler listens. He's a Packers fan. Oh, right. he'll also care. There you go. Um, Two people. (laughs) (laughs) Two two of the dozens. (laughs) (laughs) The dozens. I was going to say the tens, but I thought dozens sounded funnier. It does sound funnier. Um, I have a few questions from Larissa as All well. All right, let's do it. Um, are you a better cook or baker? And what's your favorite thing to make? Is question one. I am a pretty good baker, but I'm not, like, very good at anything, like, intricate or fussy when I bake. If that makes any sense. What do you mean by, like, macarons? Yeah, like, I don't have the patience for that shit. Yeah. And, like, if it goes wrong, it goes wrong, and then I'm just frustrated. Um, but, like, I can make, I can make, like, I can bake, like, I don't know, banana bread's probably my favorite thing to bake. Mm-hmm. And I make it with oats instead of flour. Mmm. Um, which I brought to work one day, and it was, like, unintentionally gluten-free, and one of our coworkers was, like, didn't eat gluten, and I was like, oh, I didn't do that on purpose, but there you go. There you go! What um, a nice surprise for you! Yeah, and so, that was kind of nice. Um, but I like to, I think I like to cook more than I like to bake. Mm. I think so, too. Like, I honestly can't remember the last time I baked something that wasn't 
like the roll of cookie dough. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you just bake it as a roll and just like <laughs> put that puppy in a banana bread tin and see what happens. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. I, I think I like to cook. I think, and I also think that eating a good meal that you've cooked is way more satisfying than eating something good that you baked. Oh, 100%. I think. So, yeah, I think I'm a, I don't know if I'm a better cook than I'm a baker, but I enjoy it more. And you do like to make, like, chili. Yes. I like That's to make, one like, of your go-tos. I like to make, like, I don't know, things that taste good. I like pulled pork a lot because it's easy. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can do lots of things with it. I made a pork roast once that was like, like a maple chipotle pork roast. It was delicious. I do like remember really liking cooking meat because there's so much shit that you can do with it. Yeah. Um, but now, because I'm not eating meat, like I really like soups. Yeah. Really like to make soups. I know, yeah, there's something that's more satisfying about eating a good like meal that you've made mm-hmm. or a good dish that you've made versus like the good baking. Yeah. But I will gladly 100% eat someone else's good baking. Oh, for sure. And enjoy it very much. Because it's so much work. Yeah, there's more prep work and more cleanup and more... Yeah. And I find that a... Someone who's baking... Like, there's so much technical shit... Yeah. Sometimes that you require that you just don't need with regular cooking. Yeah. You just don't. And I'm more of a savory person than I am a sweet person. That's fair. Anyways... Um, and then secondly to that, uh, what's better for a cake, buttercream icing or chocolate ganache? Oh, that's a really good question. It depends on the cake. It does. It depends very much on the cake. Um, because, uh, like, if you make a red velvet cake, for example, what you should do is throw it out and make another one. <laughs> because, and I only see that, because I had, like, there was cupcakes at school on, on Friday and the student teachers bought some cupcakes for us, like, up in the, the social office, which was really nice of them. And they're, like, nobody wanted the red velvet. Oh, my God. fucking love red I velvet. I hate it so much. It belongs in the garbage with no. mushrooms and onions. Like, it's so gross. Ugh, love red velvet. Um, no, because it tastes like chocolate, but it's red. I don't like it. No, it's not that... That's what I don't like. That's the thing I don't like about it. The premise of it, yes. Ridiculous. It's insane. It's the classic hype situation. However... The cream cheese icing. Well, yeah, but you don't need red velvet for cream cheese icing. You can put cream cheese icing on fucking anything. You can put cream cheese icing on, like, literally anything. A chocolate chip cookie, and it would taste better than red velvet cake with cream cheese icing. Just great. I would not choose buttercream icing because some kids, I don't know if they do this at your school, but when they're in foods, what they do is when they have, like, a assessment where they have yeah. like they've been working on these things for a while and now it's their like grading yeah. of it um they request teachers to grade them so the teachers taste it on like it's or assess it on it like it's touch it's tasted it's smell it's look and i don't know something else um and these girls made me a chocolate cake and it was like they had certain things they had to do with the icing style like they had to make like seven flowers and oh wow you know, certain stripes and using certain colors yeah. and whatever. But unfortunately, their icing tasted like butter mm. and not buttercream. So here's the here's the trick to the buttercream. Would you like to? Please tell me. So that it doesn't taste like. What you do is you put some butter in it and you put your icing sugar in it. Mm-hmm. And then you put more icing sugar in it because you have to. You have to. Because you have to get rid of that butter taste. And then 
if you need it to be a little bit, if you end up adding too much, you can use some cornstarch to like thicken it without adding mm. sweetness to it, which is good because if you add too much sugar, it's too much. But then if it gets too thick, what you do instead of adding more butter is you add um, white corn syrup. Mm. And then what that does is it adds the liquid and it makes it a little shinier too. It adds the liquid to it, but mm. it doesn't add the butter taste. Taste. Because yeah. when I make buttercream, what I'll do is I'll put butter and then I'll put some icing sugar and I'll put some milk mm. and it'll be kind of runny and then I'll like start to thicken it because then the milk will like add what you need rather than, but mm. if you really need it to like thicken up or to be shinier, then you add the corn syrup and then that doesn't, then it won't taste like butter. Yeah. And, and if you was... really can't get it to not taste like butter, you put some fucking mint extract in it and you're or like, like some vanilla or something. Yeah. Something just to cover up the flavor. Yeah. And then you have, cause I made uh, one of the guys at work, his birthday was the first Monday back after Christmas and I had joked around that I was going to bake him a cake and then I did and my icing I was like ah and I didn't have any milk because of course I didn't so I was or enough I had like a little tiny bit left and mm-hmm. I needed some for like my breakfast for the morning and I was like shit so I have I had maybe two tablespoons of milk to put into this icing and then it still tasted a little bit buttery so I added a little bit of cornstarch and then I added um some mint mm. And then I made it like a chocolate icing. Oh, nice. Yeah, like a chocolate buttercream. But no, I don't know. I'm not... Making ganache is like... It's kind of more finicky. Yeah, and I find that it can be very overpowering. Yeah. Sometimes she says it's for a white cake. For a white cake? Oh, buttercream, for sure. For sure. Absolutely. But with a white cake, I would not just make it... I would have like a flavor in the the icing to give it a little bit more depth. Maybe. But with the cake that they gave me, I had, like, my little piece, and I was just like, oh, no. Yeah. Like, I, I can't eat the rest of this. So, my block fours are all grade 10s. Yeah. And I got, like, a... It's commercial. It's disturbing I've me never so seen many it levels. before. I don't know what's going on. What? Oh, they're thanking us for being fans. Ugh. It's this really bad Pepsi commercial with, like, Dreisaitl and Adam Larson and... I've never seen Lucic that before. and Cam Talbot, and they're, like, thanking people for being fans, I'm assuming. And, and then was, they hold up their can of Pepsi? Yeah, it was a Pepsi commercial, but then they, like, got closer and closer into their faces as the commercial went on, and then Lucic, like, filled up my television. <laughs> I wasn't angry about Dry, though. <laughs> um, and so I cut it up into, like, 36 pieces, and then I was like, okay, guys, like, um... Some students made this cake for me, but it's so much. I can't eat it. Do you guys want some? And then I, like, called them up row by row and, like, yeah. gave them a little piece. And there were some people who didn't want some, so I had, like, six l- little tiny pieces. And it was, like, to cut, like, a plate-sized cake into 36 pieces was tough. They were yeah. freaking tiny. Yeah. So at the end, I had some <laughs> kids who, like, wanted more. And I was like, yeah, sure, just wait until everybody gets one if they want to. One kid, of course, on the football team, like loved it. I was like, I'm not really a fan of the icing. He's like, Oh, it's the best icing I've ever had. He like came back and he was like, following like with his eyes how many pieces were left, <laughs> like like a scavenger. That's funny. Um, uh, and then her third question is Justin Bieber or Justin Timberlake? JT. <sighs> They're both problematic. I'm going to choose JT just because yeah. I don't know. Um, uh, you can only listen to one band or musician for the rest of your life. Who is it? I don't know. I thought 
thought you'd say Celine right out of the gate. No. No? No, no, her stuff's not versatile enough. Like it doesn't have enough highs? Yeah, like it, it's, there's not enough, I don't know. Um, that's a really good question. Um, I don't know. I have no idea. Explosions in the Sky, maybe? I'd 100% choose Backstreet Boys. Would you? Yeah. Okay. A hundred percent. Oh, the Islanders are bad. Oh, they're real bad. Um, and then, what was the best, happiest, most memorable age of your life, and why? Best, happiest, most... I have no idea. I feel like we might have to come back to that next yeah, week. Yeah, that's a, that's a question that's going to involve It needs a lot of thought. And then, who is your celebrity doppelganger? And hers is, she says, is Ellen Page. No, Larissa. Your doppelganger is Noah from Sleepless in Seattle. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> I would do a side-by-side so everyone could see, but I love you, so I won't. <laughs> For my birthday, she came over and we watched Sleepless in Seattle. Yeah. Together. She's never seen it before. Okay. But I used to, like, send her, like, oh, I saw a picture of you, and it'd be Noah from Sleep Places in Seattle. Uh, but she said hers is Ellen Page. Uh, I feel like mine, my wish isn't for, to be Alicia Vikander. I fucking love her. I don't think I have one. I don't really. It's hard to think about. Yeah. And I, that only came to me because I was just, like, lovingly watching her on the screen last night. Uh, that's it. Okay. Um, I have some questions. From someone who wants to remain nameless. So there you go. What? I'll tell you later. Okay. Is there a holiday you would change or add or take away? Like something like a holiday we currently celebrate that you would change or get rid of? Or that you'd like to add? Throw Valentine's Day in the trash. (laughs) With the red velvet cake that I love so much. No. (laughs) And replace it with red velvet holiday. You can have cream cheese icing with carrot cake, goddammit. Or spice cake. Yeah, and that's way better than red velvet. Just, yeah, Valentine's Day is stupid. Awesome. I should go to the grocery store today and buy some carrot cake. Mm. Um, I, so the one that, I don't know what I would take, I would probably take away Valentine's Day because it's dumb. I would change Thanksgiving. And I agree with, with, with my friend here because he said that, um. Like, make it the same as the U.S.? Maybe not the not the timing, but the way that it's celebrated. So it's like a bit of a bigger, like the Thursday holiday, Friday off, kind of like the four day weekend. Mm. I was like, yeah, I can, I can appreciate that. Cause I think, I think of all of the holidays, Thanksgiving is probably my favorite because there's zero pressure involved in it. You get a good meal. You just hang out. out of yeah. it, and you get like, you just like, hang it's out. not like religious. No, but it's still, and I mean, here, like in, in Edmonton, it's still usually nice enough that like you could be outside if you wanted to. It doesn't have yeah, to be like Yeah, walk through the leaves or something yeah. like that. Yeah, so I, I like that. Um, one rule change to the NHL, on ice or off ice or both. So on ice, I would get rid of the fucking offside review. Yes. Just like throw, and goaltender interference reviews. Just no, like fuck offside. Fuck offside. Just get rid of it altogether. Just get rid of offside. Yeah. All it does is stop the game. Yeah. Just get rid of the offsides altogether. Oh, that's oh. how he scored. That's gross. You should be ashamed. Um, He's the new Ryan Smith. Yeah. Congrats. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I would, yeah, maybe also, I would just get rid of, like, the coach's challenge, but, like, just fuck it. And I think for, like, off-ice and the way they deal with replays, mm-hmm. if they're gonna do video replay, that's fine. 
but it has to be in real time. None of this, like, slow motion, like, frame-by-frame bullshit. Because when the refs see things on the ice, or when we're seeing things on the ice, we're seeing them in real time. And I think if you're reviewing it, you have to review it in real time. Because if you have to slow it down... No, no, but if you have to slow something down to, like, a frame-by-frame advancement to figure out if it's a violation of the rule then it's not enough of a violation of the rule for it to matter. Like, the fucking offsides with, like, is the foot in the air? Like, all that kind of shit. If you have to slow it down that much, it's inconsequential to the play. I think. And I feel the same in football, too. When they slow it down, like, to, like, a frame-by-frame advancement, and they go back and forth and back and forth to try to figure out... But also, I don't understand why that takes forever, but in tennis... You get an immediate, like, it's on the line or it's not on the yeah. line or whatever. Is it is it a laser thing? Like, do they have lasers set up? I don't know. They must. They have to have something. Because something that breaks the plane so they know right away where it hits. Because you'll get that, like, animated graphic. Yeah, immediately. So, yeah, so yeah. there has to be something like that. There's, yeah, there's gotta be a better way. Yeah. I don't care if it's a chip in the puck. Like, I don't care. Make your sport better. Yeah, and stop with this bullshit. So, like, when the puck is in the glove and the glove is in the net, it has to be a goal. Mm-hmm. Because logic says that the puck is in the glove in the net, and you can't be like, oh, we can't see the puck, so we don't actually... Yeah, you fucking saw it go in. Like, I don't... Ha! Ah! Anyway. Also, put a chip in the puck. Yeah. We'll tell you if it's in the net. Or, or, just get rid of, like, all video replay. And it's, like, call on the ices as it is, and just go with that. Or, everything transparent. Yes. Um... Which is a question that we have later, which we'll get to. <laughs> what would be what? about, like, How, trans- That was, like, the most... I can't believe you let me get away with that. That was ridiculous. <laughs> Everything transparent. Just, you just roll with it. You take whatever you want out okay. of that. Um, okay. What would be your strategy on Big Brother, if you were on the show? I've never seen the show. I don't know. Do you understand the premise, though, right? Vaguely. Tenuously at best. So like because they... I don't care about reality TV except Amazing Race Canada. Which is not reality. Um, no, it's not. It's not. It's not. So the premise of fan appreciation night Tuesday, March twenty seventh. Go fuck yourselves, Oilers. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to concert that night. I won't be at the game. Big shocker. Um, so the premise of Big Brother is they lock these like I think it's sixteen people they lock in the house. And they have competitions on a regular basis for, like, who's the head of the household. And that the head of household gets to decide who is up for elimination. Mm-hmm. And then as, as it goes through, then they have, like, a veto competition. So, like, if someone wins the power of veto, if it's one of the people who's up for um, elimination, they can, like, veto themselves and put some, you know, get someone else nominated. Or if someone else wins it, they can choose to, like, pull somebody off the block. So okay. that's, like, the basic premise. And then you, like, people form alliances and whatever. And they, and ba- the way that it's structured, they have all these, like, dumb challenges and shit. And it's, it's, it's pretty stupid. Um, but I always find it really interesting that, like, the people that seem to do best on those kinds of things, like Survivor, and are domineering personalities. Yes. Um, and they're charismatic. They can convince people to, like, come to their side and sort of, like, manipulate... Probably charismatic in the worst way. Yes, like that, that, like that, uh, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. But like charismatic in like a Tom Buchanan kind of way. An antagonistic way. Yes, yes, very much so, where they're like, it's very much about what they're after for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, those are the people that tend to win. So I think if I was going to be on it, 
Um, I would probably just be like, you know what, just kick me out of this fucking house. Because I'd want to murder literally everyone else. Because they always pick, the un- and because it's for entertainment purposes, yes. quote-unquote, they always pick personalities that are, like... Obviously going to come into conflict. Yes. And yeah. I would hate everything Nice about people that. don't win television shows. No, the, so I used to watch Big Brother, like, kind of regularly-ish, and then I, saw, I can't remember what season number it was, um, and I hadn't watched for a long time, and I ended up watching this season, I was, I think I was still living at home, um, and mom and I would watch it, and I kind of got invested in it, and I was really intrigued by this storyline, there was, like, this alliance, there was, like, two alliances of three, and, but two of the people in each alliance, of, of, in the, each alliance were, like, the same people, mm-hmm. so it was, like, people, you know, I don't remember any of their names, except for the girl, her name was Brittany, but there was, like, Brittany and these two guys, and then these two guys and another dude. Mm. And they have, the, the two guys and the other dude formed their alliance on, like, day one. And then, like, Brittany, they kind of formed a thing on, like, day three or four. And they ended up, the four of them were the final four. Mm. And then she got, like, double-crossed because these dudes, like, picked their original alliance over her. And I was like, you motherfuckers. Because I feel like if they hadn't have done that, I think that the show probably would have ended differently and the different guy probably would have ended up winning. Mm-hmm. Because the guy, like the third guy, I don't think he won anything all season long, but he was like held on like by this alliance or whatever, where yeah. she actually had like competed and won at stuff or whatever. Um, and I remember that, but she was like she was a nice person, right? She like she was competitive, but she wasn't like a bitch. She wasn't yeah conniving or manipulative, and she got far, but she didn't win. Well, here I texted Larissa because she loves Big Brother. Like she, Larissa, you should apply. I don't know why you're not applying. When is Big Brother Canada? But she says, be friends with everyone, make a solid two alliance on the fourth week, and we would be from different sides of the house so we would share info. We would probably be personality opposite so no one would suspect a thing. Okay. That sounds good. I hope that answers your question because I don't really... Yeah, I would just want to be out of the house, like, immediately. And she says, so, for example, pick some smart popular man or smart makeup chick. Um, I'm like, what does that make you? (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) Um, If you could design a perfect high school, what would you have in it? Uh Oh, so I'm going to start while you get over whatever is making you laugh. Um, Because I was thinking about this earlier. Can I tell you what's making me laugh? Yes. No children. (laughs) (laughs) All right, fair enough. I was thinking classrooms that are designed to hold like forty-five people, and then no. only fill, but then only fill them with like thirty. Only fill them with twenty, so that you have space and like people are free to move around. And there's like yeah, like tables over yes, there, yes. and yeah, a couch like, so, back there. So a classroom yeah. that could conceivably be used for like forty-five people, but is only used for like thirty at the most. So that you have like an elementary classroom. Yeah. Oh wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, and I would have desks that are like you know, sized for high school kids. Yes. Because our desks are too small. They're way too small. Yeah, and they don't have very much space. Like, a binder, if you open a binder, if you open a two-inch binder on the desks that I have in my classroom, it's, like, end-to-end. Or it's got fucking four inches on yeah. each side that hang off of yeah, it. Yeah, that's too much. Yeah. That, 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 those desks are too small. Um, I would also have, like, a, some kind of, like, a central, like, student space, like a rotunda or an atrium. Like, we have one at my school. Yeah. But your school doesn't really have one, do they? Nope. Because um, I think it's important to have that central space because mm-hmm. that's where things happen and that's where like you know activities and there's posters there's information there's like lunchtime things going on i think that's an important thing to have um i would have a library that like functions as 
like a study space, but a gathering space, and it's welcoming yeah. and inviting, unlike the one that we both worked at. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have, and again, I'd have like different different classrooms. I think there'd be some freedom for teachers to like design and decorate and whatever paint colors, mm-hmm. things like that, to kind of personalize some of that, and you know, like not the white... be so institutional. Yeah, like and the white walls and the white floors and the white ceilings are and the fluorescent lights are kind of. Okay, this is what I would absolutely need, and my classroom has it now, and I swear to God it makes a difference in the kids, is sunlight. Oh, wait, what? Like, windows to the outside? Yes, I have windows that are, like, a good ten feet tall. Nice. And I got these blinds that I can, like, pull up, Mm -hmm. and I swear to God, when I have, like, an assessment that they're doing, they are, like, able to focus Mm -hmm. when they have sunlight. And sometimes, even if we're just, like... If it's super sunny, especially my block fours, because they're, like, crazy. If they're just, like, working on something small, I'll keep the fluorescent lights off mm-hmm. and just jack up the natural sunlight. I used to do that And they, like, school. crush whatever they do. Yeah. I used to do that all the time, because we yeah. had, had those, like, screens mm-hmm. to cover, because, like, my classroom faced east, and so, like, there was lots of light, and my, my smart board was, like, opposite the windows. Yeah. So I had to cover the windows to show you stuff. you couldn't see stuff, yeah. But then, if it was nice outside, or even if it wasn't nice outside, I would just open the windows, I would open the blinds, and yeah. I would turn the lights off. And we would have, like... And actually, sometimes I, we had the blinds, and so sometimes I would, like, o- leave the screens in place and just open the blinds, and there was, like, a good two feet of window space above those screens, mm-hmm. and that was more than enough light. Because, yeah, yeah, if it's, like... If I wanted them to do some, like, quiet reading or quiet, like, reflective work, mm-hmm. having those lights off is, like, hugely important. And they love it yeah. when the lights are off. I also would have more outlets. Yes. More power outlets, because, like, both of our schools are old. Yeah. And aren't designed for the kind How of... How old is yours? Like, 50? Late 60s. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so, like, but they're not... I think my classroom has... I have one, two three power outlets in my classroom. Yeah, two, like, I... right by my desk and one in the opposite corner. Yeah, oh, exactly. four. So two in the opposite corner. That's it. That's all I got. I only have three. Um, I still have a one of my walls, a chalkboard. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, and it's unusable because there's been posters taped up to it uh, for ten years, and I tried to take them off because I moved into this room in September. Yeah. And I peeled up the tape, and the chalkboard came with it. So I just put it back down <laughs> and walked away. There you go. Um, and I, yeah, so I'd have, like, more electric, because we need it, like, it's a fact of, it's a reality of our life now that we need more electrical outlets. I would have, but I would also have them so I could have lamps in my classroom, because, like, my classroom doesn't have windows. Yeah. But having, like, incandescent light or non-fluorescent lights, ultimately, even LEDs are better than the fluorescent lights. Yes. I have my, my lamp by my desk, like, one of those Ikea lamps with, like, the big one and the little one, and so when we're watching something, I always turn the little one on. And I just put it up at the ceiling adds a little bit of light in there but then I can see what kids are doing if they have to write anything down they can see it yeah but like I like to turn all the lights off in my classroom or at least the front set like three rows of lights or whatever they gave me headaches like the light the fluorescent lights give me headaches all the time and like I have a block three spare this term and when there's no kids in there I turn off all the lights Mm -hmm. and I just do my work Mm -hmm. because I cannot handle those lights on me all day yeah, they're, they're awful hard. they're hard like so much about those spaces are awful for students to be in well and day. i think that like sometimes we forget like these you know and you see these new like new schools being built and they're like being built with like you know those considerations in mind and that's awesome but like i really wish mm-hmm. that we would have you know some like retrofitting yeah in for our, sure. 
older schools. Because, yeah, for that reason, like, I'm not... I, I, I like to shut the lights off mm-hmm. a lot in my classroom. And so sometimes, like, at the end of the day especially, I'll just turn the lamp on. I'll turn both lights on on the lamp, and that's where I'll, what I'll work under. Yeah. Because it's way better than... And it's, like, soft white instead of that, like, bright white. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, like, I'm really like an open space and bigger classrooms with fewer Less kids. people in it, yeah. Um, and, like, options for seating. Yes. Stand-up desks and, you know, mm-hmm. comfy chairs and couches and round tables and square tables and... Yeah things that are movable. I would have whiteboard tables. I would have, like, whiteboard... Love that idea. Paints on my, on my tables and on my walls, on one wall. Yeah. So it could be used for that. I would hey, write me a theme statement. Something, exactly. Yeah. <gasps> That'd be amazing. Because um, in our counseling department, we have a whiteboard tables because we do tutoring down in student services um, after school, and, like, there'll be kids, like, doing math on yeah. the tables and stuff. I think that's great. It's so great. But for brainstorming or whatever, you don't need to have paper, you don't need to have sticky notes, you can just, like, do it on the tables. Chromebook cart every classroom? Yep. And I would say the school day should be 10 to 4. Um, I'd say 9.30 to 3.30. Same, like, no, I just, no, but for, like, just reasons of, like, because, and because you're gonna have push back for like daycare and things like that because if kids have to go to school especially like you know if your high school start later then your junior highs have to start later and your elementaries have to start later like that's just going to be the natural progression and you'd have a lot of pushback yeah well i don't know why we're starting school before nine o'clock we don't we start at nine yeah perfect it's ridiculous i know (coughs) yeah kids aren't built for that um last question here anyway uh, what are five items you would like in a luxury gift basket that you wouldn't buy yourself? Oh. That's a great question. Well, how luxury are we talking Just, here? Just, there's no specifications. Like, how big's this basket? I mean, you're going to the Oscars. You get, like, the Oscar. The swag bag? You get the swag bag from the Oscars. Mm, so we're saying, like, a two-by-two two tote. Yeah, let's go with that. Okay. So, like... How much imagination can I put into this? As much as you want. But it's not a bag like Hermione's bag. God damn it. So, if, like, like this bag that you brought here, something like that. Okay. My big old teaching purse. Yes. With my Gryffindor scarf. Gryffindor? Gryffindor? Gryffindor. I honestly thought that was a scarf from your school. Ah! (laughs) Because of the colors. That's the first one I saw. I think I left my, you know, my black and white, like, infinity scarf? Yeah. I'm pretty sure I forgot it at the theater yesterday. So I might have to figure that out. Um, what was the question? Five luxury <laughs> items in a gift bag, luxury bag, whatever, that you wouldn't buy yourself. That I wouldn't buy myself. Yeah. This is very difficult. This is, I, I, this is very difficult for me too, because I don't know if you guys know me very well, but like, that's not. <sighs> Can I get some more parameters or like some examples? Can you text him? Uh, Will he respond? No, probably not right now. Um, I don't know. I'll look up Oscar Swag Bag and see what they got. That would be great. In like a couple years ago, just for like some... Okay, so the... Here, okay. Okay. So 2016. Okay. The swag bag was worth $232,000. Okay. For people who have shit tons of money. Yes. Okay. Well, some of them do. Here's a... Okay, so it's a very strange... The live-action documentary people do Don't, not have that's true. Um, Okay, so there's some very strange things in this 2016 
Do you want to hear these? This is Love it. Give me it. So should we maybe select some of these to no, put in our No, I don't think you're no. going to want to. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, a vampire breast lift, valued at $1,900. A 10-day VIP trip to Israel, valued at $55,000. A 15-day private walking tour of Japan. That I would take. Laser treatments. Sure. A haze vaporizer. What's that? Like a vape. Oh. And a vibrator. A $250 vibrator. Um, that's so weird. What else is in here? Okay, here's some other stuff. A year's worth of Audi car rentals. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? <laughs> this is amazing. So there's, like, all this shit, and then there's chapstick. <laughs> <laughs> but is it, like, $35 chapstick? No, it's, like, $6 chapstick. Like, Burt's Bees? Yeah. That's there's a three-day stay at the Golden Door Resort and Spa in San Marcos, California. A three-day stay at a hotel in Italy. A three-day stay at another place in Italy. Um... Toilet paper, $275 worth of toilet paper. So, like, a year's worth. And, although I feel like this is, like, it's Joseph's Toiletries toilet paper, so I'm guessing it's, like, fancy shit. A month's shit. worth. Yeah, probably. Fancy shit. Yeah, I don't, that's a really hard question. Because, like, I don't think, of, like... <sighs> luxury things luxury that items? you wouldn't buy yourself. If it's something that I wouldn't buy myself, it's because I don't fucking need it. Like I know, and that's, that's what I'm super struggling how am with. I feeling because about a it? lot of that stuff also isn't like swag. It's like just yeah. It's not a luxury item, right? It's right. like here's ten thousand dollars. Okay, so let's okay let's okay. let's amend this question. Okay. And I have a way to amend. We need it. just let's, stronger parameters. Let's say you win the five thousand dollar Visa gift card. From Tim Hortons and roll up the rim. Okay. There's no limits on what you can spend it on, but you're not allowed to spend it on, like, groceries, whatever. Like, this is, like, you're going to spend $5,000 on stuff. Okay. What are you going to buy with that $5,000? Oh, man. I'm getting a whole new wardrobe. Okay. Like, everything's gone except for my purple robe. And that, that duke that you wore here. <laughs> I like that. It was expensive. I got it from Mac. And I did not wash my hair today. Um, it's okay, neither did I. <laughs> yeah, but your hairstyle is... It's a disaster today. No, you can't tell. I haven't had a haircut since August, so it's like real rough. Um, because this is the first year that I have to actually pay taxes. I have to pay like, And I was banking on $300 returns, so it's like, haircut and die, haircut and die. I have to pay like $180 in taxes, which whatever. That's and then my father-in-law was like, no, you have to pay $330. And I was like, fuck. Um, so yeah, you got your 5000 bucks on this Visa gift card. Okay. There's no parameters. You can spend on anything you want. So, new wardrobe. Okay. I'm going for sure to my favorite salon spa, getting a facial. Getting nails done, getting toes done, getting a full body scrub, like getting the whole thing, like spending a good six hundred at the spa. Okay. Just because I can. Without guilt. Without yeah. guilt. Yeah. Fair. Without it being like this thing you do once every three years kind of thing. Um. So that's probably what like twenty five hundred gone. Sure. Sure. Um. New glasses. New prescription sunglasses. Okay. So that's like. Depends. How much 370. <laughs> like, we're at 3,000 for sure. 
I would get, hmm, what else would I get? I don't know. I would get, hmm, this is very tough. I'm trying to think of like, what's, what's the thing that I want? Oh, I'd fucking go to Sweden. <laughs> And go see my dad. I was going to say that I would spend that money on, um, like, a first-class pod plane ticket somewhere. Yes. I've always wanted to do, like, the first-class experience in life, for sure. Yeah, just to have that. Yeah. I think it would be awesome. And, like, sleep. And it's got to be something that's yeah. overseas, because otherwise it's not worth it. Yeah. No. And I would, so I would, that, or I would, like, I don't know, I'd, like, spend money on, like, for me, it would be buying things. Like, I'm not... That's, that's the thing. Like, I can't think of things that I would buy that I can't afford because, like, I don't think in those terms because yeah. if I can't afford it, I legit won't buy it, right? And, like, I wanted to spend money on, like, new wardrobe and, like, a haircut because I legit... I haven't bought new clothes... In a long time. In a year. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't had my haircut since August, so... <laughs> that's a lot. That's a long time. Um, I get my haircut every five weeks, so I don't think... That's because you have short hair. That's true. And I just gave up. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I would, it would be like a first class like pod plane ticket somewhere. Or something like, um, like I would go traveling mm-hmm. with it. Mm-hmm. Right? I could probably spend $5,000 quite easily um, going back to Ireland for a while. Oh, for sure. But I would like be able to use that money pretty reasonably, I think. Um, or like, you know, that's what I would spend on. Or like go stay somewhere. Somewhere fancy. So, like, I would go to fucking Jasper Park Lodge, and but stay in, like, one of the nice, like, mm-hmm. the really nice places that are, like, a thousand dollars a night, because it's not my money, so why the fuck not? That's what I would buy, mm-hmm. I think, more than, like, material goods. Because mm-hmm. that's just not... Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I would spend a little bit of money and maybe, like, buy it on a bookshelf that I like, that's, like, four hundred dollars. You have a lot of books. I do. I have a bunch upstairs that aren't shelved, so there's that. What if you just turned that whole wall... Into bookshelves? Into, like, all, bo- like, built-in, all bookshelf. Yeah, I could. I've thought about it. I've you also could thought sure about do that. moving and doing underneath here. Oh, yeah, you could do that, Which would actually probably be more useful. Which is great for an audio medium. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, oh, yeah, we have some Twitter questions, too. Yes. Um, can we have a Garbage Fire podcast made up in Sweden? That's from Amanda. Thanks, Kelsey, has to come, so... Uh, we're gonna say maybe. Uh, maybe. I want to come so, and it makes me crazy because I couldn't go to the Jersey game this year. Yeah. Because I'm too emotionally attached to my students. Mm. Um, FMK, Drake the rapper, Drake the basketball fan, or Jimmy from Degrassi. You killed Drake the basketball fan. Yeah. You married Jimmy. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that's 100% what you do. Also from Amanda. She wants to know if we can do any magic tricks. I can make student self-esteem disappear. (laughs) That's my superpower. I can make my own self-esteem disappear. That's my superpower. There's a picture that a kid drew for me a long time ago. It's like my improv kids. Mm -hmm. She drew this cartoon picture of them. Of the eight of them. And then I was like, hey, where am I? And then she drew this giant green monster in behind. (laughs) She's like, that's you. And I was like, yes! (laughs) And I'm like, and that's there's like harsh. food, there's like food in the monster's mouth and that's like, and it says in their like children's dreams, it's hilarious. Oh my God. Really I'll have to harsh. find it and I'll take a picture of it and then put it on our Instagram <laughs> or something. It's funny. Um, <laughs> it was really good. I thought it was funny. 
Um, what is your favorite thing to do on a long road trip? I like to read. I can't read. I get motion sick. Oh, see, I don't. I like to listen to podcasts. I like to listen to music and I like sing to listen in the to car. Fucking boy bands. Super into boy bands. Super <laughs> into boy bands. <laughs> Ruben and I listen to a lot of music on our month long mm-hmm. adventure. Like a lot. Going to Whistler on Saturday. Yeah. Are you driving? Mm-hmm. Oh Jesus. That's and then I'm flying time. back. Oh, okay. Um what else? Oh in Magic Tricks just wants to know I'll get mad, I'll get to your other question in a second here. I haven't forgotten. Um just wants to know what's the best card game. The one that I like to play the most and they never let me play it because it's their family game and so they've played it so many times they don't like to play it. They call it Nerds, but it's like a modified version of Dutch Dutch Blitz. Okay. Love that game. Okay. I like Uno. I don't like Uno. I like I like also again, um <laughs> I remember going to Browning Camp and playing it like with the girls and teaching them how. And then, like, having, like, the reverse direction and then pick up four and just ruining their lives. I just, yeah, no shame. And you just get some joy, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not really, I don't really like card games all that much. I'm not, like, a, I like board games more than I like card games. Yeah, I think I'd agree more with so. that. Um, but, like, I really like to play dominoes. Like, real dominoes with, mm. like, the, the trains and stuff. Like, yeah, I, like, actually, like, the real dominoes is kind of fun. My parents have a set, and usually over Christmas and... Thanksgiving and holidays, if I'm there for dinner, or, like, go on a Sunday for dinner, we'll play. We'll play it, yeah. yeah and it's kind of fun. Um, okay, Mike has a question. Tyler wants us to tell him a story, and I'm going to say, Tyler, we've been talking for two hours. That's your story. But, like, I need some more direction. Yeah, give that. us some directions, and we'll come up with something for, like, two weeks from now. Yeah. Ish. Um, okay, so these are questions about the Pro Hockey Writers Association. Amanda wants to know, do we think some uh, PHWA writers won't vote because they have to release their ballots? I think yes. absolutely. Yes. Or they yes. will only vote yes. for certain people certain or certain awards. Yes. Um, so, yes. That's uh-huh. Amanda's question. And uh-huh. I know where she's going with this because Mike asks, um, now that PHWA ballots will be public, how many Edmonton MSM do you predict will leave Taylor Hall off their heart ballots? Oh, all of them. Absolutely all of them. All there of isn't them. a single person that I think will put his name down. No. Um, and I can't wait. And they're wrong. Yeah. They're wrong. Like, and, and it's, this is not even us from like an emotional Everybody's place. talking about it. Yes. This is like a pretty objective statement. Yeah. Um, and then Mike's question. Did you read this? Do you remember this question? You probably don't. I think I did, but as always, immediately left my brain. Okay. Couldn't try to remember it. What are the chances that Terry Jones's PHWA ballad has spank bank written somewhere else? Oh, (laughs) (laughs) Mike. (laughs) That's the part we should have live streamed. Um... As always, we're not going to answer that question. We're just going to leave it right there. We need more women in Edmonton sports media. Speaking of the PHWA, I did a little bit of looking because I was curious about how many women um, were in the PHWA. And according to Wyshynski, there's a roughly 300 members, give or take. That's what he said. And I didn't bother counting them all because their website was like unnavigable. So I didn't really bother. It was very convoluted. Like you go and you look and it's got all the different chapters of it. And like, but you click on like, see the Arizona one, and then the Arizona one like disappears from the menu because that's the one that you're on. It was oh. yes, yeah, done. Um, but do you want to throw out how many 
women's names I counted and going through all of the chapters. So there's 31 chapters plus there's like the lifetime members and then there's an international. Okay. You want to guess how many But there's women? 300 total? Roughly 300. You want to guess? I'm going to say... I feel like it's less than 10%, so I'm going to say 30. It's fewer than that. What? I believe if I remember right, it was 14. <sighs> yep. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, yeah, mm-hmm, that's a thing. So anyway, um. That broke me. It in did. the opposite way that things on this podcast usually yeah that's me. just like that was just that was an implosion that was like a dave lozo mm. sigh of resignation this is just like my go-to today for facial expressions um can i take a picture of that please okay um so that's all we have for today um thanks for joining us on this sunday afternoon <laughs> <laughs> families are good journey, <laughs> apparently hodgepodge um yeah it really was a hodgepodge um we have you can find us on itunes and stitcher and soundcloud and google play you can find me on twitter at mig14 <laughs> <laughs> i'm casually on twitter at garbage fire pod uh casually in quotation marks um i'm uh, lately i'm been very busy and not able to do much on. uh we have an instagram which is garbage fire podcast which i'm on more yeah and on days where we pod yeah you'll see the first five minutes of it Pretty much, this yeah. time shockingly smooth start yeah we only had to do the opener once yeah and it worked because we didn't have any technical difficulties she no. says um that's her computer's probably gonna explode um you can also email us, garbagefirepodcast at gmail.com. We have a website, garbagefirepodcast.com. Mm-hmm. If you want some stickers and stuff, which is the thing we should probably do. I'll wait till next week, whatever. Um, if you want stickers or magnets, let us know. You can fill out the contact thing on our website and just put your address in the comment section and tell us if you want stickers or magnets. Or both. We have both. That'll work. Yes. Remember, next week. Next week. We're going to watch King Arthur. It's going to be so good. It's going to be so good. I might watch the movie again. And listen? And listen along with it. Okay, well, you'll have... I think you should do that before posting. Okay. So that we know if it's actually worth posting. <laughs> no, I'm just going to do it. I don't care. <laughs> I didn't listen to the other one either, so who knows? Oh, really? No, I don't know. Okay. Um, that's uh, all we have for today. Do you have anything else you want to add? Uh... At some point in the near future, we're going to have some different merchandise. Yes. We have some different designs kind of in the works. Maybe we got to talk to Davis and... I think I might put a poll on the Twitter to see what... Okay. people want do they want the same type of merch do you want some different different options um yeah we're we'll we'll see what you the people say yeah we might maybe we'll make it a google form could do that because then there's a little bit more versatility options more yes. than just like four choices yeah because otherwise it'll be like a threaded poll and oh that's oh yeah much. that's that's true that's um, true so yeah, that's that'll come out in the next little while while we kind of figure out what's happening here. Cause uh, yeah, the regular NHL season is gonna be over in like what, four weeks, three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not excited about anything at that all. That was me buzzing. <laughs> <laughs> Get um, on my frequency, guys. Oh my <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> uh, thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you in the dumpster. <laughs>